Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To be Tottenham manager. It's a great pleasure. It's a great uh, honor. Now, uh, for sure, I want to repay this trust. My coaching philosophy is very simple: to play good football and attractive football for our uh, fans with passion. To have a team stable, not up and down. I think uh, that the fans uh, deserve to to have a team competitive with the will to fight. I will do everything to uh, to deserve uh, their support. Now you've won titles in Italy, in the Premier League. You've managed Italy. What keeps driving you on, Antonio? This is the past, and this is the past, and I live in the present. For Juventus, I played 13 years. I won uh, a lot, everything with uh, with the Juventus, and then uh, to come back uh, and uh, to start uh, as coach to win nine uh, titles in a row. It means that uh, you have dominated. I started and then uh, I stopped uh, uh, this, uh, this cycle uh, because of uh, Inter Milan. In the last two years with uh, Inter Milan, we had uh, the second uh, best attacking and uh, the best uh, uh, defense. My past, uh, what I did uh, in uh, the previous uh, teams, in the previous clubs, the past is important and uh, I'm proud. Uh, for me, the new challenge is Tottenham. I want that to become an important part of my career of, of manager. You've not been in football for a little while, Antonio. Was that a, a conscious decision after you left Inter? Honestly, there was a call uh, from Tottenham uh, this summer, but uh, I, uh, I was very clear with Tottenham because uh, uh, I have just finished with uh, with the Inter, uh, Inter Milan, uh, two two season, two important season, two very uh, tough season, and uh, honestly, it, it wasn't the right time to to start a game, another experience. Uh, I prefer to wait. I prefer to enjoy the time with with my family, and uh, also because I think uh, emotionally was still uh, uh, under uh, the, the last experience with uh, with Inter. Tottenham, an important club in England, an important club in the world. The stadium, 
The training ground are, are wonderful. The club, Daniel Levy, wanted me strongly. I think this is a great opportunity, an honor, to accept to become the manager. I have seen today the, the training ground and I wanted to, to start to work. I arrive in a, in a top club. This type of situation push you and increase the desire to work and to do something important for, for the fans of, of this club. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. Where have you been? What have you been doing? What a day, I tell you. We have tried to contain ourselves for the last seven or eight hours. He's got the champagne. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there as well, I tell you. We're getting there. I've been trying to find an Italian flag for the last four and a half hours down my high street and I've failed so far. But my God, we've got a party in store. No major, no party. Frankie Major's in the house. Frank, tell us how you're feeling right now, mate. What is going on with our football club? Static from from the lowest of lows from walking away from that stadium on the weekend after that turgid performance against Man U to today to securing the appointment of, in my opinion, one of the elite, one of the big four managers in world football coming to Tottenham Hotspur in his prime. We are massive, Rick. We are absolutely massive, attracting Antonio Conte as our new manager. This on Saturday is something I did not see. Excuse me, <clears throat> I did not see coming. I didn't see it happening, but yeah. I am the happiest and most buzzing I've been as a Spurs fan for, as we've said, 2019 Champions League semi-final win. This is huge, Rick. Yeah, it is massive. And it's so massive. I've even forgot to do the intro to the show, how big it is. Um, If you're listening to the show for the very first time, where have you been if you've not been watching or listening to the last word on Spurs? Ricky looking like a Don. Absolutely love it. We've got the great Ricky Nord in the house. I'm going to come around to Rick in a second. But again, if you've listened to the show for the first time, iTunes, Spotify, Audio Boomer, across a range of different social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, not TikTok just yet. Who knows where we're going after this show? I tell you, we might all be going on TikTok the way it's going. I feel TikTok myself, the way the last 24 hours has gone. Um, and we're also live on YouTube. And it is one of those times where you say to yourself, you know what? Love being live. Love being live when it's a show like this. Delighted to have back on the show, Ricky J. Norwood. You know, I thought I was coming over dressed, but Rick, you've stepped up a level. Don, Rick, what's going on here? Talk to me. Bro, it's Don season, mate. It's Don <laughs> season. All right. If the club are stepping up, then I've got to step up, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's let's have it, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is time, bruv. Like, I have not been this happy in a long time. So you know what? Let's dress like a don. Let's drink like a don. We play like a don. What's going on? I see that cover there, Craig Deere. Ricky has gone full potch. Um, can we just say, um, we hope it's full potch with the trophies. Right, that's what we're here for. About, especially about this show. Also, pleased to have back on. Have I left him till last? Have I left him till last? Co-host, crazy train instructor, the crazy train Conte man himself, Mr. Lee McQueen. Lee, yeah. talk to me, how are you feeling? How are you? Mate, it's crazy. It's, 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 the Ita- it's the Italian job. It is the Italian journey on the crazy train. It is going to be one epic ride. But like the boys have already said, and all the viewers, all the listeners as well, I mean, literally buzzing. Uh, one of my mates said to me earlier, my best mate, Steph, he said, it feels like the Ajax Half-time at I- uh, against Ajax, we were down in the dumps. We were completely gone. We were out. And at full-time, it was uncontrollable, smiling and crying and just happiness. And like, like Frankie said, man, I, I ain't felt this happier for my football club since, since, that, since, since that moment, to be fair. And it is just absolutely brilliant to come on here after, Rick, let's be honest about it, what, two years' worth of doing pods yeah. 
three times a week so and just negative, yeah. negative stuff. But yeah. now we are going to get into one positive party. Yeah. I mean, I cannot yeah. believe I'm flabbergasted and I will own it. I owned it on Twitter and I own it on the show. I specifically said there is no, there is zero chance of Antonio Conte coming yeah. to our football club. And I love, I love yeah. it when I'm wrong. Uh, Thank you so honestly, much. I love it. We, we love being wrong. And the point on their screen there, I've got to agree with. I've never listened to the Italian national anthem so much. And like I said, I've been frantically trying for the last five and a half hours to find the Italian flag. I promise you, I will get that Italian flag very, very soon. My God, I tell you, we've all got to go Italian now, right? We've got to go suave. We've got to go slick. We've got a long, long journey ahead of us. And, um, you know, comments, ironically, we said uh, with Frankie yesterday not being with us. No major, no party. I know we're going to have one big party here tonight. Frank. Let's start with you. Um, we'll refer to the statement from Tottenham Hotspur. They said, we are delighted to announce the appointment of Antonio Conte as our new head coach on a contract until the summer of 2023 with an option to extend. Antonio has won titles in Serie A, including the hat-trick of Scudettos with Juventus, the Premier League, and also managed Italy as well, leading the Azzurri to the quarterfinals of Euro 2016. When that broke, Frank, on Twitter or whatever social media platform he was on, how did you feel, honestly? I didn't believe it to begin with because of the, you know, the, the fact that we went through it in the summer. Um, we didn't quite match his ambition, regardless of what he says today, that he, he had a hangover from Inter and he didn't want to join any team. I truly believe he wasn't promised the, the funds that he has been promised now. Um, I was absolutely ecstatic because of obviously what comes with the appointment, which subsequently will be money being spent in January. Um, as I said before, I truly believe we have got one of the very few super coaches in world football up there with Pep, Klopp, Thomas Tuchel. His win percentage ratio in the Premier League shows that he's in that bracket of manager. And I understand that this squad needs surgery and I'm not getting too carried away with potentially what we could do this season. And I know it's only an 18-month deal, which there's an element of scepticism there because of the short-term nature of the deal. However, I'm jumping fully on the bandwagon that we've got this guy. Um, he demands the bare minimum of 100 110% from everybody. He's turned Victor Moses into a Premier League winning right wing back. So yeah. I understand that the, the squad has issues, but if he can do that, and with, with other players as well, that he's re-energised really, revitalised mm. Lukaku, he's done an exceptional job with it into Milan. If yeah. he can do that with even just a few of, few of the players that are underperforming, we'll be a much better team for it. Um, it's the, the most exciting thing, in my opinion, to happen to this football club, barring sort of cup finals or, or success on the pitch, off the pitch, this is the big, bigger than any signings we've made in the last 10, 20 years for, for me. Um, the, the levels of quality that this man will bring yeah. to this football club in yeah. just everything, the way he goes about himself, the way he carries himself, the, the standards that he sets. Um, I believe he's going to bring us up levels. And I know it should have been done in the summer. Um, Daniel Levy obviously went for the cheap option as he tends to always do um, it didn't work out but let's just be happy that he's here because we've had nothing to cheer about all season it's been dire and turgid on the pitch yep. and I think now our fans our, our great and loyal fan base we deserve to to be cheerful and, and happy with this because for me it's huge yeah uh, the comments some of these are off the chain right? I mean, you know I think losing at the moment also that weekend probably the best free nil defeat you may have ever had as a football club depending on how these next couple of years go it could be absolutely mahoosive. Um I don't know I even said they're mahoosive. is that even a word I'm making them up as we go it Rick let's come around to you um born in Leach uh 
Antonio began his playing career at his hometown um, between the period of 1985 to 1991 before achieving legendary status at Juve between 1991-2004. And um, as a midfielder, he won five Scudettos, of course, also with the Levecchia Signora, uh, the UEFA Cup in 1993, the Champions League in 1996. He earned 20 caps for Italy and was also part of the squad that achieved runners-up status in the 1994 World Cup and Euro 2000. So although we're getting a manager um, that's got an esteemed record, which we're going to come on to shortly in terms of his resume, he wasn't a bad player too, was he, Rick? Oh, no, mate. He wasn't a bad player at all. But And the same demands that he put on himself as a player, he puts on himself as a manager, which is a beautiful thing to see as well. And and the fact that he can execute it, you know, with, with every club that he's been at, bro, it's just exciting times. Like Lee and the boys, you know what? <clears throat> I really didn't think it was going to happen. Even when we was linked with him again, I just thought, you know, we, we're going to get to the last minute and something's going to happen. Something's going to drop out. He's going to, you know, suddenly go Man United or, you know, Newcastle. Or so- something's going to happen here. The fact that he is here and he brings not only that CV, but that 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 quality of, of, of a man, of a player, of, of, do you know what I mean? The, the, the stuff that you dedicate to the game so that you get the reward at the end, he's bringing all this with him. So that's why I am super excited. I never thought it would happen. I've said many a time when we've spoken about Conte that maybe I don't think he might be the right fit for us. But you know what? Now that we got him, now that we got him, every good thing that he's going to do, it's like it's like perfect timing. It's the perfect manager for the yep. perfect team right now. And it's the perfect Spot. timing. We need somebody yep. who's ruthless. We need somebody who's demanding. We need somebody to put a rocket up the backside of some of them players. We need somebody to, that can hold the players accountable without them running upstairs to Daniel Levy. Do you know what I mean? And going, oh, you never guess you just shouted at me. Like, we ain't got time for it. He's not emotionally connected to these players. He doesn't care what they've done yesterday. It's all about what you do today and, for, and, and tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? And that's exactly what we needed. Barring yeah. Sonny, Ricks, barring Sonny, whoever can't step up to what this man is about to say, do and teach and put on the pitch, I don't... You know, I'm I'm happy with, with, with getting rid of him. Do you know what I mean? Yep. If you don't want to be there, do not be there. Bomb. I'm I'm yep. cool with it. So yep. we, we've got to back this guy. We've got to back this guy and his decisions during the season. It's gonna be. It's still gonna be bumpy. It's not gonna happen overnight. But he demands that that quality that he lived with day in day out. And I think that's a great point you make there, Rick. That um, I think this is probably the, the first time since probably Pochettino in that period where Spurs were regularly getting top four, playing some swashbuckling football, that you actually felt that the most important component of the football club was the manager. And maybe Harry Kane at that point. You probably felt Kane and Pochettino, they were the two most important people at that club above anybody. Now with Conte coming in, um, I think, yeah, you're right, bar Sonny, I think there is that thing right now that just give this manager whatever he wants, whatever he needs, because you've seen the CV, you've seen the resume, you've seen the past, what he's done. The guy's a winner. And he's not just a winner in terms of Mourinho, yeah. where he's gone away for a couple of years and come away. This guy left Inter Milan of his own accord because he wants to win the trophies. It's not just about the paycheck. And he's going to be handsomely paid by Tottenham. But, you know, could have been handsomely paid by Man United. Could have waited a couple of weeks. He's come for a challenge. Yeah. He's come to, what I want to say, awake a sleeping giant. And if you can get that right, you know, I want to say something right here on the screen. You know, Tottenham Hotspur, to every rival fan, I know there's rival fans watching this right now, today proves just how big Tottenham Hotspur are still as a football club. That's yeah. been questioned a lot over the course of the last 20 years, how big a Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur have attracted one of the best managers in world football right now. Not past, 
Not a guy that's gone, you know, gone AWOL. This guy is a current winner. And he's a winner. And he's at Tottenham. And it's the best feeling in the world. Lee will come to you next. Um, he began his coaching career as an assistant in Siena in 2005. And he had spells at Arezzo and Bari where he won Serie B and Atlanta before returning to Juve in 2011. He won the title in his first season. At 2011-12, he completed the campaign unbeaten, equaling the club record 28-match unbeaten run set by Fabio Capello. He also completed a hat-trick of titles with success in 2012-13, 2014 when Juve amassed a Serie A record of 102 points. And on top of that, he also took charge of the Italian national team in 2014, leading them to the quarterfinals of Euro 2016, topping their group, beating Belgium and Spain along the way, only to be knocked down penalties. And as Mark says there, Mora has maybe saved us again. Give us your reaction, Lee. The resume of this guy, just how excited are you by what we've got to come? Well, it's, I mean, even when you were sent out there before and you, you're dressed in the rival fans and you, you're going, you know, we've got a world-class, current world-class manager and I'm just, I can't, I can't suppress a smile, right? It's just, it, we've, we have got him. It's amazing. Uh, you read out some of the, some of his resume there, some of the stats and all that sort of stuff is just ridiculous. But what, what's really interesting about that is the backstory. You know, the, before we went to Juventus, um, they finished seventh and seventh two previous seasons before that. They were like 55 minus goal difference, 55 points, 58 points respectively. They were they were basically where Tottenham are. That's the story, that's that's the, the the picture that I'm painting. Last season we finished seventh. This season we're floating around seventh, eighth, you know, struggling a little bit, minus goal difference. This guy, when he comes into football clubs, he doesn't come in and say, Well, I need 500 million quid and it's gonna take me four years to rebuild tank. He changes it literally straight away. And he turns around to the players that you've got there and he puts the challenge down and he says, you're either with me or you're not. And, and like the boys said before, if you're not, then happy days, you can do one. And they put a system around the foot, uh, the, the players that suit the players. He doesn't he doesn't get the players to suit his system, um, which, I, which I find absolutely um, fantastic. So you look at the league tables uh, in Syria and the way he transformed them clubs. And then again, you go to, the, uh, he's done it in the Premier League. So you go to Chelsea. And you say, okay, so what did he have? Oh, Chelsea rang him. They were totally set up. They were, you know, they're multi-millionaires. They've got all the, the, the signings. Chelsea finished 10th the, when he took over. The season before he took over, they, was, they finished 10th, if you remember. Massive hangover uh, that they had uh, for the whole Jose Mourinho era and all that had gone on there. And he went into a bit of a mess. And he, he won a title the first season again. This guy has literally got everything that Tottenham Hotspur need. Um the, the, the only the only thing that I would say and echo what Frank was saying before is that there is no way, in my opinion, there's no way on this planet he joins his football club if he hasn't had reassurances that he's got money to spend, which makes it even more exciting because you can pretty much guarantee that we're going to spend a load of money in January and in summer. And when does that ever happen? Um, so, so you know, the, the excitement just keeps coming. I know that Jamie from the Daily Hotspur and you, Rick, you're going to go mad for transfers and I'm even getting on the bandwagon for the transfers nowadays. But but the point being is that January's not that far away and the transfer window is going to open and we're going to be linked probably. You've already started doing the compilation videos, haven't you, Rick? I've seen them already on, on Twitter. But but the, but the reality is we're going to be lit, we're going to be littered with loads of different players. And I just I just look at the Chelsea squad. Yep. And uh, Frankie, you said it earlier as well about kind of making um, Moses one of the best right backs or right wing backs in the league. But he also did that essentially with um, uh, with, with some of the other players as well. He he did also set up 
almost quite offensively, if, if I can be so bold to say that, and don't, don't want to curb everyone's enthusiasm, but he had he had Cahill and Louise and Dave, that's called Lukata, but they were calling Dave, at the back, right? So through at the back. Um, and then he, sometimes he'd play Matic and Kante as, as holding midfield players. Um, and then he'd play um, Hazard, Costa and Pedro. And that's the side, essentially, there's a bit of Fabregas coming in and out for Matic or for Kante. That's essentially the side um, that uh, with Moses and um, uh, Finger on the other side. That's essentially the side that won the league, that beat us to the league. And you look at that and you think, can he get a tune out of some of our players that we've currently got? Because I'm looking at I'm thinking Hazard, uh, Son, I'm looking Costa Kane, I'm looking Pedro, you know, that could be anyone, couldn't it? It could be Mora, it could be Deli Alley on there. I'm looking at a Fabregas, thinking if we can get a tune out of Ndombele. I, I, you know, I think I think we've got a chance, not not to win the league, but I think we've definitely got a chance now. What what Daniel Levy's done, and I, and I've given Daniel Levy some um, some stick. Not as, as we all, not as we all as, have on this not, show, yeah, and not the, as much. The ball, and the yeah, 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 and, and all that sort of stuff. I, I get that, and look, this doesn't fix everything, but this this goes for me a long way to show that they have not listened to us personally, but they've seen the situation, they've looked at it, and they've had said, "We need to change this. We need to do something different," and they've done it. And you you have to applaud them in the same way that you have to criticize people and hold them to account. You have to applaud them as well. And to get this guy over the line to our football club is utterly, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely yep. ridiculous. And I'm, yep. I'm very, very proud today to be a Tottenham Hotspur football club uh, fan. And uh, yep. I love it, mate. Yeah, I totally agree. Frankie, let's come back around to you. Um, after two years in charge of the Azuri, Antonio returned to club football for Chelsea in 2016 and secured the Premier League crown in his first season. That was 2016-17 with an league record of 30 wins in 38 matches, including a run of 13 straight victories. We'll come on to a bit later how that affected us because we were right in the brunt of that in terms of Conte's incredible run where Chelsea just kept on winning and winning and winning. He also added the FA Cup to his list of honours in 2018 before moving back to Italy, respectively, at International in May 2019, having finished second in Serie A in the 2019-20 season and reached the final of the Europa League. He got into their, to their first title in 11 years in 2021, ending Juve's run of nine successive Scudettos. And what I want to say to you, Frank, is that, you know, with this guy, the interesting thing for me is he's gone into clubs that are used to not winning for a long, long time. And he's gone in there and almost just lit it back up again. And, you know, Spurs are one of those clubs where... From the outside, I think we are still perceived as quite a big club. Maybe we're not the biggest, and I'm not going to sit there and try and say we are. I've just come out five minutes ago and said we are one of the biggest. But from the outside, I think Tottenham are a club that, as I've said, if you can get it right, the fans are just going to absolutely worship you and adore you. And I think this job's just made for him. I think it could be made for him. What do you think? Well, I hope so. Um I suppose you could you could look at historically what he does to teams, as you were saying, and he's, he, the clubs that he's gone into are, are big clubs, particularly obviously Chelsea and Inter. But he's gone there when they're, they're experiencing a bit, a bit of a drop off, much like we are at the moment. So Juventus again, they were going through the period where they had all them. I think they got relegated for match fixing, and he was the first manager that came in once they gained promotion to Serie A, took them to that level again. Uh, Chelsea were champions under Jose; they'd fallen off. Uh, they had lots of in-house problems, if you remember, at the end of Jose's tenure. Um, he went in there and obviously he, he improves this sort of profile of, of club. And that, that's where we are at the moment. We've fallen off a cliff. 
Uh, we were riding the crest of the wave under Pochettino. We had that four or five year spell, and we need a, a pickup more than any other club, arguably in world football, from from where we were a couple of years ago. So I think it is the right appointment at the right time. I think the, the name alone uh, will install respect into a dressing room that, in my opinion, didn't respect Nuno. Um, you could see that they weren't running for him. That was the most damning statistic for me. And with Nuno, again, he wasn't really a top player, was he? He's not won anything as a manager. And it just seemed like our lot did, did not have any respect for him. And I think Conte, with his passion, his drive, oh, could you imagine his, his personality, characteristics, you see him on the sideline, yeah. he's a lunatic. And yeah. I think his passion and drive <laughs> and CV and name and all that goes with it will command so much more respect than Nuno. And I think straight away that changes the dynamic of the changing room. Um, yeah. Again, kudos, Daniel Levy, for finally getting him in. Um, the, the one big question, obviously, we're talking about recruitment in January, um, is where the money's coming from. Is it Joe Lewis? Are the naming rights on the way? We don't know. But obviously, it seems to me like there's been a decision at board level um, at one point to say we're going to have to go big to catch up because we've fallen so far off. Um, talks of 100 and 150 million kitty to, to spend in January, which is what's needed. So I, I, I'm, I'm happy to, to let this man guide our club for the foreseeable future. Uh, give him the keys. Um, Paratici as well. Congratulations on getting this manager on because he's yep. he's done brilliant um, so far. He gets a lot of criticism or has had a lot of criticism, but I like the signing so far. I mean, the, the, the biggest problem for us in the summer is we were two or three short um, on numbers, but that's not necessarily his fault. He's you know you can't do what he's done all in one window or what he needed to do, and obviously he doesn't set the budget within the club of what he had to spend in the summer. So uh, there's been a policy shift or a shift in policy for the better, in my opinion. And, yeah, as I said, just give this man the keys. Him and Paratici, they've worked together before. They've won. It's been successful. Yeah. Let them do their thing. We need more, more Romeros, more, more brilliant signings. We've got yeah. the manager in place. And, and we are massive for it. Come on, we're a London club. We've got the best stadium in the world. We've got training ground facilities like no other. We've got Antonio Conte as our manager now. Yeah. And Spurs, once again, is a good place for players to come. We're, we're an attraction. And who wouldn't want to come and play for Tottenham Hotspur now? I don't want to hear about Conference League. No. Because we have got the, the managerial profile now to attract the big names again. And yeah. if, again, Enoch seemingly are going to sort of loosen the purse strings and we're going to get some, some quality in in January... Yeah, um, it, it's only positive for me, Rick. It, it's totally so positive. Yeah, do you want to come in, Ellie? I, I was just, just going to pick up on that because I, I think it's uh, I think it's another really important point. I know we're really excited, but you look at that recruitment piece, which we have got wrong time and time again. Now we've got recruited like one of the best managers in the world. We've still got to get some 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 people in. There's a couple of comments on 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 screen. Will Kane now stay? I'm absolutely convinced of that. Absolutely convinced. This is you know. When you get up to the highest possible level that you can be, you want to work with people that are going to improve you. That, that, that is one of the realities. So you look at Kane's situation, he wants to be improved and Conte improves him. Like he's going to learn something different about him, like all the players are. So I think he stays. And, and I think that like what, what Frankie was just saying there as well, like it, we've got the power now to, not necessarily just on the money side, but to attract people. I mean, to get Romero in, knowing that... that, that um, Conte wasn't our manager and we was in the Europa Conference League. That that was fair play to uh, Prastigy in the first place. Now we've got Conte in place. You can't tell every single player interview that I've read today and researched over the last 48 hours 
have, have they can't say a bad word about the bloke. They they've all said that oh my I, I owe my career to him now. He's did that you know all of this great stuff. Even Christian Eriksen, you know some of the comments that that, that he'd made about and it was see from Cesc Fabregas exactly from exactly that from Cesc Fabregas as well saying oh my god I can't believe you're signing so. People like and, and like what the, the the comment on screen was. Yeah, people are running scared. The pundits are running scared. You know, there's there's people thinking, yeah, shit, man, top Tottenham are back. Like we yep. we we can actually do something here. Sorry, but yeah, no, absolutely fine. On the screen there, Sanilla says uh, there is a lot better, lot of bitter pundits out there this evening, clashing at straws, panicking and running scared. I'm loving it. Coy's fantastic show. Just a shout out to Tin Man, Tin Man. If you can hear me, uh, please send your comment back through. All as I put that on the screen for you. Thank you so much. And um, what I do want to say is, and I can see uh, by the amount of people we've got watching right now, and there's just shy over just 1,400 of you watching. So thank you so much for that. Um, I am conscious, looking at this, there's a lot of bitter opposition fans. And can I just say very quietly, I absolutely love it. <laughs> I'll say it again. There were West Ham fans earlier telling me today they would rather have David Moyes as their manager than Antonio serial winner Conte. They are so bitter. It yeah. is... I keep love them, it. Say, keep them coming through. We're going to be reading these. I tell you, you're cracking us up. Eddie, there's a lot of bit. We want to hear from you. Chelsea, Arsenal, um, Liverpool, City, Brentford fans, even Charlton fans want to go. Come on here as well. We'll be reading them all out, I tell you. Um, just in terms of the appointment, we'll come around to you, Ricks. Antonio Conte said, I still can't believe I'm saying this. This is, this, I feel like I'm not, you know, I feel like I'm in a dream right now. If I go to sleep in the morning, I'm going to wake up and I feel I like Gary Megson's got it. I'm, I'm actually terrified that I'm going to wake up in the morning. This is all just a dream. And I'm going to find like Gary Megson there with the Spurs shirt, get it on the old training <laughs> logo and we're finished. But um, he says, Antonio Conte, I'm extremely happy to return to coaching and to do so at a Premier League club that has the ambition to be our protagonist, again, Tottenham Hotspur has state-of-the-art facilities, one of the best stadiums in the world. I can't wait to start working to convey to the team and the fans the passion, mentality and determination that has always distinguished me as a player and as a coach. Now, just me saying that, right, I've got tingles on the back of my neck. So how do you feel, Rick, when that's Antonio Conte saying that to us as Spurs fans? Can you believe what he's saying right now? Bro, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Do you know? And and again, like, you know, Nuno's gone. And if we go back to what he's, how, you know, his first statement, which, you know, he spoke about pride and stuff like that, but it seemed very kind of, it seemed a bit scripted, if, I, if I'm really honest. I don't know whether it came from his soul, whether it came, whether those words came from his heart. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, all right, then, cool. But look at that. Conte don't need no script. And th there's a couple of things with him that really kind of, really kind of get me going, all right? So not only did he choose his own words and, and eloquently execute what he wanted to say, and look, straight away, he's given us more excitement in I don't know how many sentences than Nuno did in any press conference for I don't know how many months. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I love that already. That's inspiring me. I, I, I've got this feeling that it's going to be inspiring the, the, the boys as well. Or or they, they, they're crapping it. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they are shaking their boots right now. But either which way, it's fantastic for us. This manager lives and breathes off of pressure. Loves it. When he turned up, <clears throat> from the reports that we heard in the summer, <clears throat> when he turned up and they were like, look, you don't really need to finish in the top four. You know what I mean? Like, top six, top eight will be fine for us. As long as we're in Europe, it'll be fine. And, you know, we, we, we might sell Harry Kane. He was like, well, you know, question me ambition. 
So what we was told, all right? But if he's been convinced that, firstly, that Harry stayed. Sonny signed a new deal. They brought in quality, like, like the boys already said, in, in, in Romero. Um, so they're going for the right, the, 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 the right targets, the, the right profile of player. All of these things are positive. This, and the 18th-month deal, that doesn't, that doesn't worry me either. He thrives on pressure. So if the club have given him 18 months to prove something, to do something, whether that's win or top four or whatever the case may be, whatever the parameters are, then he's going to go out and make it happen. He's going to go out and make it happen. I'm 100% convinced that he's going to go out and make it happen. Not only, he's not just a checkbook manager either. He's not just a checkbook manager. He improves players. He improved the, the, the squads and the players that he has, like Lee was saying there. You know, I saw that quote. He was speaking about being a tailor and, and, yeah. and making, making the dress that fits, we're come, we're, we're you know what I mean, the woman. Got, rub, it's yeah. It's coming, bro. It's coming. We've got I'm it. Like, we've got it. Yeah. I'm like, when, when, uh, but I've been, like all of us, bro, we've been yeah, consuming yeah. this stuff all day. I, I saw like they scored, he scored the most goals in a league seven out of eight seasons or something like so it's not going to be boring it's going to be aggressive which we've needed it's going to be ruthless we needed it's going to be determined we're not just going to settle for second best right now we're not settling for it so you give it in training and you'll give it on the pitch on, on a saturday or a sunday i was going to say say ricky on that as well like just some, some more stats i know you've got a script going on uh, other ricky two rickies get involved um, but yeah, I mean, two buzzing wikis. Gaffer. What, 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 you want one buzzing wiki? Well, I've got two of them. <laughs> um, but uh, just looking at some of the stats here with Chelsea, um, the, the before we actually come, uh, took over, um, the, the mess that was an absolute mess 2015 16 season. Uh, won't tell you, won't remind you where we finished because in my head, we finished second, but they finished 10th in the Premier League, right? They lost 12 games that season. They only scored 59 goals, right? This is Chelsea. And they let in a staggering, to me, 53 goals. This was a team that was managed previously by Jose Mourinho. That's, you know, somebody that is, you know, a massive, you know, defensive and all that sort of stuff. And, and they, they've been mourinho that season. And so so Chelsea were in the, in the doldrums. They were losing to, you know, like rubbish, like Swansea and Watford and whatever. He's come in straight away and he's won the league with them. Like, not being funny, he didn't... He, I, I'm looking at some of the squads. I don't think he spent sh- a load of money. He bought in some bad players, actually. Bakayoko and them sorts of players that didn't actually play for him. Uh, Batshuayi and stuff that's were big money at the time, 35 million or so, didn't really get in the squad too much. But he took them from me, mid-table mediocrity, right, where they're finishing... Get this. They're finishing below Southampton. No offence. Stoke City... Yeah, West Ham. That's a bit of a dig, but happy days. The finish above him. T- <laughs> Next season, he wins the league. His first season, straight in, bang, wins the yeah. league. Yeah. Now he can do that. For t- I'm not saying he's going to win a league, right? But what I'm saying is, he can transform us to to where we need and crave yeah. and want to be. And he can yeah. do that by his first training session today, which I, which yeah. I understand he's taken and they've, they've yeah. had a decent game with. Of football against each other, as, as we know, uh, right? and, and, and the good news is he hasn't resigned just yet, which is which, which I was there. concerned oh, after watching, after watching although, some although of those players. Although I is confirmed as his, as his predecessor by all accounts. <laughs> but no, you're totally right. But what you're you saying, what, Lee, what is, he gives the place sorry. such a lift. Massive, he gives the place a lift, and, and if you're a player, particularly the, the the type like Kane, who questioned the ambition of the club in the summer and was looking for a way out. This is huge. And, you know, if you've got Antonio Conte as your coach or 
with all due respect to him, Nuno, let's be totally honest here. It is like yeah, comparing just... Donald Duck to Donald Trump. It is totally, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> and again, there's no disrespect to Nuno. You are talking about somebody who will raise the levels in that changing room. And, and Nuno wasn't that guy. No. And Conte is. Yeah, he's going to do this, isn't he, right? He's going to make you do this, right? You're sitting there like this. All of a sudden, he walks in the room, you're going to do that, aren't you? You're going to be like, oh, shit, the boss is in. For, right, he's, the the boss. Boss. he's the boss. He's the boss. He's walking in there and he's going, who wants some? Who's going to yeah, come yeah. on who's gonna, and win tag with me? Who yeah. fancies it? And and I think Jose was a bit like that, to be fair, and, and his record says that. But again, like uh, I think it was you that said, uh, maybe a little bit on the decline when he was coming. He had to prove something. He'd lost... This geezer yeah. proves nothing. He walks in no. and I'm, like, I'm on top of my game here, boys. Yeah. Who fancies yeah. some of this? Who fancies yeah. it? He's not just been oh. sacked. Jose had been sacked and he's stopped yeah. that. He's fallen. Let's be like, totally honest. He's a principled guy that is going to be pragmatic at times. He knows how to win football matches. I've seen, I've researched all Chelsea's old results as well, like Premier League. He does go to West Brom and scrape a 1-0 win. Antonio Conte, he does. He, he has done that. So we are going to go through games where he does do that. But we're also going to go through. I, I mean, buzzing for Thursday. But I've, I, you know, I've, I said on last night's uh, show, and I'm saying again, Everton. We got a pretty good re- record up against in Goodison Park, and that's the first Premier League game. And I, I mean, I think the last time we was up there, we scored four. Uh, you know, that was under Mourinho, wasn't it? I think I think it was that in the cup. Um, but we're going up to Goodison Park in, the, in his first Premier League game, and I bet we have double figures shots. On on uh, at goal, I, I guarantee we do. I bet mm. we just go up there and we absolutely pound. We ain't gonna go up there and have like two shots on target. I bet. I bet it is at least five or six on target. What, one one, one would be good at the moment, <laughs> wouldn't it? Just at least <laughs> well, I, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's improving on what we guarantee is going to happen. Yeah, Kane will end up scoring two or three or one or two or three for the next ten games. You watch him go. Yeah. Everyone talking yeah. about Salah. All of a sudden, Kane would be like creeping over his shoulder. You have yeah, 12 yeah, Premier League goals before, you know? I promise you we are going to come on to Harry Kane. We're going to finish up on this section and I say discuss uh, what the future does mean for Conte being here. Um, finish up on some of these quotes. Let's come back around to you, Ricks. Um, so, Conte said, last summer, our union did not happen because the end of my relationship with, was in, with Inter was still too recent and I was emotionally too involved with the end of the season. I felt that it wasn't yet the right time to return to coaching. But the contagious enthusiasm and determination of Daniel Levy in wanting to entrust me with this task had already hit the mark. Now that the opportunity has returned, I have chosen to take it with great conviction. Now, um, listen, I would love to believe that. Um, I would love to believe that's what it was. Um, but I do have a feeling that uh, a summer money probably is maybe part of the reason why this didn't happen in the summer. And I want to say this on air because I do generally mean this. Um, I think it is really impressive of a ball that I've criticised a lot over the course of the last 18 to 24 months that when you realise you've got something wrong and you're man enough to go back and say, do you know what, we've made a mistake here and we are going to make this work. I think that does take a lot of courage. And some could probably say that we've maybe been, they were pushed into it because of the fans recently and with the trust and with the furlough and with the ESL. But still... You know, we've just got ourselves one of the best managers in the world, in the world. So I do think that it does deserve some credit from this board. Rick, for you, um, those words from Conte, do you believe that for him in the summer it was too much emotion or was it purely down to the case that simply the funds weren't there to fund what he would have wanted given that time? 
I, I think it's a bit of everything there, mate. I, I think that's probably what he's saying from his point of view. And I think that smooths over some cracks. Um, but, you know, we, 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 I say we know, but we read and we heard that it, you know, he wanted to bring in eight staff and, and the club didn't want to pay for eight staff. They wanted three staff, you know. Um, you know, he, they spoke about budgets. They spoke about wages. The thing is, is that this man has been paid. He's been paid. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure, but I think he's still being paid off. One by of the Chelsea highest paid. Tribunal, I've said, definitely in the Premier League. We haven't, we haven't got the figure yet. We'll get it Listen. confirmed at some point. But it's one of the highest in the Premier League. What, hundred percent? Yeah. So yes, he's getting paid, but that that payment is more for respect. Like respect me, respect my CV, respect what I do. And it also forces the board to kind of go, we better listen. We've paid him this amount of money. They don't want to just, you know, pay him off. They, 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 they're going to have to listen. And like you said about credit to the board, you know, like I was speaking to my friend the other day and I was like, you know, I, I kind of want the club to come out and say, you know, sorry, we've made a mistake and put it out there and we're trying to make it right. I, I kind of know that it wasn't going to happen. And I kind of thought, after uh, after my um, after my friend left, I was kind of thinking like, why wouldn't they say anything? Well, because they've already done it. Because they've acted. They've they've they heard the crowd um, against Man United. They've they've seen the the terrible football that was being put on display, and they've made the move. So we've got to credit them with with kind of with with the actions instead of words. We've had enough words. We've had enough press conferences. We've had enough sentences of the same nature. They, they went into action and rectified their mistake with not somebody, you know, of a B class, of a C class nature, not somebody that's doing well right now. They went out and got the best. They went out yeah. and, and, and rectified their mistake. Rick, Rick, he was the best available we could get, mate. You're Spot totally up. right. You yeah, hit the nail on the That was the best, best manager we could get. Yeah, but but you you heard the you heard the rumors as as well as I did, bro, about like um you know the Porto manager and, and Sergio Constantino, yeah, and, mm. right, yeah, right. Could so, you imagine? Like, could you imagine? I'm, I mean, could I imagine that's more likely to happen than yes, outside? It, could you, could you, could you imagine? Yes, that would that would happen. Like, Spot on. Yeah, <laughs> I agree, Rick. I, mean, I, I, I mean, come yeah. on. So yeah, we're, we're we're moving forward, bro. Like Rick's yesterday. We was Titanic Hotspur FC. Today we're mm. we're Phoenix Hotspurs. Do you know what I mean? Like we're rising yeah. from the ashes, and, and yeah. we're letting everybody know as well. Phoenix Fifty One, baby. Come on, man. get it out we're there, Lee. We'll the get the advert in. Phoenix, mate. That's it. That's it. I can tell <laughs> you. Uh, comment on the screen here from Arnie. Um, I do want to shout Antonio, Antonio, but I've been doing this all day. And right now, my wife's upstairs and my ten-month-old. Now I know if I do this, it will end in a divorce. We've only been married for a couple of years. And Maz in the comments there, one of my cousins who's watching this now. Maz, you're right. It has been a tough three or four days. I've promised today, if I don't have a day off, uh, I don't know where this is going to go. So, um, quite frankly, I love Tottenham, but this could cost me everything. But it could be worth it, depending on what happens in these next eight to 24 months. Uh, Frank, let's come back round to you. Um, Paratigi says, we are delighted to welcome Antonio to the club. His track record speaks for itself. With vast experience, trophies in both Italy and England. I know firsthand the qualities Antonio can bring to us, having worked with him at Juventus, and look forward to seeing his work with our talented group of players. Now, um, we have to say that Fabio um, Romano, Fabrizio Romano, should I say, has been on the show a number of times, and like, so we love having him on here. He said that, essentially... Paratigi was the man that changed Conte's mind 
and he was not prepared to come to Spurs. But given, like I say, uh, Paratici's actions and the incredible job he did him at Juve, how much of a pull was that for you, Frank, the way Paratici's managed to, like I say, mastermind this, get him in? Because ultimately, you do feel he's probably gone to Daniel and said, look, you know, these managers, Nuno, Fonseca, Constant Chow, these aren't, you know, they're not going to take us to where you want this club to go. If you want to be serious, you've got to be serious and go for Antonio Conte. Well, I think he's the reason he came, Paratici, and um, credit to him. And that, that's maybe something we've left off the list as well when highlighting the positives at Tottenham with the infrastructure is the fact that we have got one of the best sporting directors in the world of football uh, to go alongside one of the best managers, to go alongside the stadium, the training facilities. And um, it's a coup. And I'm one of the first, and I've been so critical of Levy and Joe Lewis and Enoch. I have over the last couple of years in particular, um, you know, Enoch out jumping on that bandwagon at times and, and the frustrations of, of paying top dollar for my ticket to, to watch what we've been served up and I have I've had a lot of anim, you know animosity to the board like a lot of the fan base but I I have to give him credit where it's due Daniel Levy because he's gone out he's realized that I'm making poor football decisions I've set this club up to be a big club uh, with the infrastructure however the recruitment you know to go from not spending enough from not spending at all to when we spent spending on absolute rubbish, if we're being totally honest, um, or overspending on what we should have paid. It's been an absolute mess. And for him to realise, you know, I've made so many mistakes now, I'm going to go out and get a proper football man to make sporting technical directive uh, decisions, which he's done. Uh, Paratici's gone out and got, again, the best available manager that we possibly could get. I doubt without Paratici involved, um, we, we would have got Conte, in my opinion. Um, although Conte has said that Daniel Levy's ambition was was one of the attractions that sort of lured him to Spurs, so so that would be seen. But um, he, he actually does pay Daniel Levy for, for all his faults. He actually does pay top dollar now for managers. Quite, li- quite literally. With, quite literally. He's done it with Jose Mourinho and he's now done it with Conte. He's made them both two of the highest paid managers in world football. For sure. So, and and Poch was on a decent salary as well when he signed his five-year uh, co- extension or five-year contract. So I think he was on about eight, nine million. So yeah, the, Well, of course. The, so so we, 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 we can't, you know, yeah. again, he charges what he charges. There's mm-hmm. been a gripe with me that we pay the highest ticket prices in world football from, oh. from what we've been w- w- witnessing on the pitch. But yeah. now we've, we've actually got a manager to fit with the sporting director. It seems at the moment, or, yeah. or possibly, there is a lot of positivity with how we're set up to recruit yeah, yeah. on the pitch now. And it ha- I haven't felt that way in a very long time. Yeah, I, I must say, go on, No, no, please. No, no, please, no, finish. Honestly, I, I, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, like I, 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 yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And, and and I think around the structure and the setup of the club is what's really pleasing is that Paratigi or Paratigi, I don't know what we're calling him. So many different people. Do you know what? What are we calling him? Because I've heard both Lee. What, what is he? The Don. Because he's a last ball show this one. I mean, I'll call him the Don. I'll call him the Don. I'll call him the Don. The Don. Fabio, mate. You know what? I mean, Paratigi. That sounds better. That sounds good. Paratigi. Sounds good. So Paratigi and the setup with the Paratigi had Juventus. And also with uh, with Conte going in there, do you know what I mean? Like, I think I think they are the two things for me that that make it. Fit. I suppose what I'm trying to explain is that imagine if you had a director of football that hadn't worked with them before, and then you had somebody else coming in that weren't quite sure about if they wanted to work with director of football, even though they were, they were two good players. You'd have to have that bedding in period, and does he does he get the players that I need? And 
but they don't need to do any of that because they've done it before and it was brilliant at Juventus. Do you see what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. Like Jordan saying there, that the, the stars are aligning um, and, you know, we finally yeah. got hope again. You yeah. know the hope that kills you, but it keeps you as well. You know that. You know that's the saying. But the whole structure, and you have to, whatever we think of, Daniel Levy and, and the board have always done a fantastic job outside of football decisions. Don't think anyone would disagree Even harder than Enoch out for, uh, people. And, and again, they've done a brilliant job. Job They've had their voices heard. And now Daniel Levy is making them changes that Frank's talked about. You have to applaud that. You know, I, I'm saying it. I, I, I know I know. there's people within the club that watch the show, watch our, our show, Rick, last word on Spurs. So I want to say thank you. I, do, I genuinely want to say thank you because... Yeah. We are buzzing. This is this is this is a new era, and I and I and I said that the three 0 defeat. And there was a comment on there earlier. Three 0 defeat is a blessing in disguise. When we absolutely ripped Liverpool a new one at Wembley, four yeah. one, and we made their defence sliding like, doors moment for Liverpool. Yeah, and just sliding doors moment for Liverpool. And yeah. the thing was, what they did is in I think that was in October, maybe early November. But in that January, they went out and they bought Allison and Virgil Van Dijk. Um, and it was a sliding doors moment, and you know the rest is history from that perspective. What we've done, though, what what it took Liverpool a couple of months to do during that bit, we should have had our sliding doors moment a couple of years ago. Don't get me wrong, it's just taking us ages. But if our sliding doors moment was was Saturday evening, we've dealt with it within forty eight hours, and and that has to be applauded because we are in a we are in a, I mean. A miles better position as we're talking today. Yeah, and we oh. to football. Yeah, I mean, this, this, is the, this is the hilarious thing. Go on, Frank. Go for it. No, I was just going to say that the last thing now, in my opinion, everything is set up for this football club to be a massive club and compete. The last thing we need to get right now is recruitment, and that is key. Everything else is in place for me. And if we, over the next two windows, obviously it's not going to all happen in January. Over the next few windows, if we can get our recruitment right, everything else is there for us to finally be a success and win things. Yeah, spot on. I do agree. We've got to go for our first break. Before we do, uh, Maria on the screen there says, we've basically gone in the club. Well, we've basically gone in the club, saw the 10 out of 10, told them to get their coat because they're pulled. Now it's down to the players to play for the badge. And Maria, I absolutely agree with your thoughts on that. Um, we had, as I say, a number of listener statements coming to the show. Let's read a couple of these out. Um, Peter Robinson at Pete Mosses says, this is what the state new stadium, increased revenues, increased investment in the football team does. Hats off to Mr. Levy where they're due. If this doesn't work, then the club should just cease to exist because it's definitely cursed. Best of luck to Mr. Conte and Spurs. A big thanks must go to Ollie May United for winning that game on Saturday for the short-term game for the long-term loss. Won three points, but didn't get Conte. And um, you know what? I totally agree with that. You know, if, if this doesn't work from here, right, I'm going to say this now live on air. Um, this is going to be very... If this does happen, then I'll... <laughs> I'm not sure where we go as a podcast if this doesn't work. You know, we may have to, like I say, install, like I say, becoming a golf podcast. We'll get Jason there doing Tiger Woods twice a week. And, um, you know, we'll get some of the other guys to filter in. Frank, Rick, you come over here, do what you want. Lee, come in and Rick. we'll have to change some of the sports up. We'll go badminton, I tell you. Rick, don't you worry. It's a new era, bro. It's a new it's dawn. A new era. There's, there, there's no new no. It's a new, new day, bro. Do you know it's a new what I mean? life for me. And, uh, no, and... and this is not this is not x factor just yet although by the time it ends it might be britain's got talent or britain's got italian italian talent we've definitely got italian talent i definitely can tell you that um for our listeners on audio we're going for a quick break 
Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. We must just say there's been some reports out there today, which um, we'll just read these out there. So, like I said, the players are more than excited to start this new chapter under Antonio Conte, according to Fabrizio Romano. Feelings are great. As we said earlier, Paratici changed his mind. Antonio Conte has been assured by Daniel Levy that he's ready to help the club fight for the Champions League qualification again. Conte believes part of his rebuild has already been done when Tottenham Hotspur kept Harry Kane in the summer. Now, Frank's been on, uh, Rick, you've been on as well, Lee, you've also been on, and we've had a whole debate about Harry Kane. We're going to come on to Harry a bit later on, but isn't it interesting if that is true, just, you know, the significance of keeping Harry now when you think what we've said so far this season has got 10 goals still in all competitions. Maybe just the one in the Premier League, still got 10 goals. Um, apparently, as we understand, although money will be available in January, this is the Spurs part here. Um, Conte is not expected to give him fortunes to spend and Spurs may need to raise cash through some sales to chase some of his targets. I just hope he's not relying on that training session um, to try and shift some of those players. I think he might be disappointed, but we'll wait and see. It is only day one, of course. Um, Pep on Conte. Welcome back to the Premier League. His career speaks for himself. An outstanding manager who has had success everywhere. Glowing words there from, like I say, Manchester City boss, Pep Guardiola. Right. Okay, now, Conte, the man, the resume, where we're going. That's the target of this next part of the show. Um, now, as we've said, Conte, he won the Serie A last season with International. He was offered assurances from Tottenham over transfers that convinced him to take this job. And he turned down the club's offer to replace Jose Mourinho only a matter of months ago with Ryan Mason in interim charge. Um, it then obviously saw Nuno come in a few weeks later. He lasted just the 17 games. But just to read off the list here for Conte, four Serie A titles, one Premier League, two Super Coppa Italian Cups, uh, one FA Cup, one Serie B winner as well, four manager of the seasons across England and Italy. I know, Frank, you posted this earlier as well. A Premier League win percentage, he's got a 67%. Uh, Tuchel at the moment, 65. Jurgen Klopp, 63. Only better by Guardiola at 73%. That, like I say, ratio speaks for itself. Um, must give a massive shout-out to Spurs Stats, actually, today. Great thread on Twitter. Not sure anyone's seen that. I mean, an unbelievable thread um, on Antonio Conte. That I'm going to be honest and say some of the content you're going to hear here is from that. Because, like I say, it's just unmissable to not bring some of that content into a show like this. So, a massive thank you to him, like I say, for his dedication in terms of what he's put together there. Um, a 67 win rate percentage. 50 wins in 76 games. The highest in Chelsea history before Tuchel took the job. 147 goals scored. Jason will be pleased to hear that is near on two goals a game. Two goals a game, that is. 71 goals conceded. Um, he actually broke 90 points before it became a big deal, thanks to Liverpool and City fans. And also, let's not forget, coming over to you on this, Frank, um, he was the man who bettered our man Pochettino, who we described as the best man we've had so far in our history, in that second title charge, 16-17, where Chelsea, they just kept winning, winning, winning. And if it wouldn't have been for Chelsea, Frank... That might well have been a Spurs title, and that would have been down to Antonio Conte. Well, I don't, I don't even think that Chelsea squad was vintage. Uh, I think that the massive no, difference was no. obviously Eden Hazard, 
uh, one of the last best seasons he's had of his career. He was huge, but um, he got the absolute maximum out of that squad. And as you said, that win percentage ratio, the second best in Prem history, is huge. And the fact as well that he's proven, he's already gone toe-to-toe with Jurgen Klopp, um, although Jurgen Klopp had a slightly weaker squad than what he's got now, uh, and Pep Guardiola, he's proven, he's gone head-to-head with those guys and beaten them. Um, he's Prem proven, Premier League proven. We we talk about this a lot when, you know, talking amongst ourselves about sometimes, not always the case, but Prem proven matters with signings and, and marriage, managerial appointments. Uh, the culture, he's, he's lived in London before, he knows exactly what to expect and, and that is huge. That's a huge element, in my opinion, um, for Antonio Conte. But uh, again, just the fact that he has competed with the best managers in world football, as you said, Poch as well, went head-to-head with Poch and beat him, although with with deeper pockets and better resources. Um, this is a guy, as I said, that's already gone head-to-head with all these big names and some of the very best managers in the world and beaten them. Um, and I truly believe when I say it, I'm not discrediting the, the, the Zidane's of the world or the Diego Simeone's. But I believe that the four in the Premier League at the moment, Pep, Klopp, Klopp um, Conte and Tuchel, I think they are the best four managers in the world. And if you yeah. compare that to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Manchester United or Arteta at Arsenal, mm. we have got a coach, in my opinion, that is levels and levels and levels better than both. And I, yeah. you can argue, obviously, Manchester United have got a, a more superior squad. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. But Can we get top four then, Frank? Top four, we've got the, the fourth one of the top four managers in the world. Can we get top four this season? We're five points oh, off the top four. We've got Manchester United in a bit of disarray. They ain't going to go and get another better manager than we've got. Can he get a tune out of these players? I mean, you made a, another brilliant point. I'm loving it on the show tonight, mate, to be fair. You made another brilliant point. I'm looking at the stats here, right, and the squad. And I'll just quickly read this out. So, Thibaut Courtois, Gary Cahill, Asper Laqueta, David Luiz, Alonso, Fabregas, Moses and Matic. Yeah, uh, Havard, Pedro, and Costa. That was the first eleven, and this is their bench: Nathan Ake, never virtually never played for them. Uh, Kurt Zuma um, and, and Golo Kante, William and Batshuayi. That was basically he got the very the best out of that squad. He got the maximum, and he got the maximum out of it. So, question back to you, Frank: Can we get top four? I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I said on this show a little while ago. Didn't I, Rick? That we are so far off that top four. He yeah, said, yeah. Manchester United in that top four. That it's it's scary. However, Manchester United have been poor. Um, that really, from from what was expected, they've actually been horrific. And I know that Arsenal on a bit of a run. I suppose Leicester attempt. They're not really at it this season. It, it doesn't seem anyway. West Ham are flying. Can we compete with with those for that full spot? It. I suppose a lot depends on on January. What happens in January? Um, it's all very well and good getting the best out of what we've got, but it's obvious that we need more quality in the squad. And yeah. I think top four, it's, it's as you say, we are only five points off. Yeah, it's, yeah. Early, it's early, but possibly, I don't know. I don't want to say, but for me, January will be paramount in what yeah. we do for the rest of the season. Key. I mean, Austin Merritt on the screen there, he talked about, um, you know, look what Tuchel did for Chelsea last season when they, sank, when they uh, sat Frank. And I know I was thinking, oh, that's too harsh. You know, that's maybe my Tottenham bones in me saying that's too harsh. They do things they got rid of him. Tuchel come in. I think they were eighth. And he won, when he won the Champions League. You know, you know they, they were fantastic after he came in. So, you know, now they're flying at the top of the league. So it, it could happen, couldn't it, Ricky? Or, or, or either Ricky. Do you think it could happen? Lee, listen, the sky's the limit. He's going to be, whether it's likely or unlikely, he's going to be looking at the league. 
He's going... Conte's going to look at the league and go, you know what, I've got enough games here to win it. Not that it could happen, but he's going to aim for it, bro. And and that is the difference now. We're punching with the heavyweights. Yesterday, yep. we were featherweight, bloody well, bubble weight. Do you know what I mean, division? <laughs> I, thought, today, I thought he was a... Was we even a weight, Rick? <laughs> I, I, listen, we was, we was a feather. Was we was a feather. Like, it yeah. was a weight rather than yeah, like, a, weight, a, like a weight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jeez. Yeah. Listen, we're punching with the heavyweight straight away just because he's he's yeah. come in. Those Bomb. boys are going to be firing on another mm. level, bro. Yeah, another I, I totally level agree. now. So, yeah. we, we, we've, got to, we've got to get behind him, bro. We've got to get yeah. behind him. We, you know, he spoke about belief. Yeah. I have a belief right now. Yesterday there was no there was no direction there was no mm. drive there was no energy I was emotionless watching Man uh, Tottenham versus Man United from minute one I was sitting like yeah. this and I I didn't move because I knew what was going to happen that day but thank goodness it did thank you Ollie nice one mate do you know what I mean stay at the wheel over over, over up there in uh, up north you stay at the wheel <laughs> bruv, as long as you want mate no worries at all. Love, peace, and hair grease with you. We're on a different level now, bruv. And the sky is the limit. So if we can bring this energy to the team, in the ground, put it out there. If we can put this belief out there and they can respond, bruv, who knows what could happen? Who knows what could happen? Um, Three trophies this year, Lee. Three trophies, (laughs) mate. We're still, we're, at least. we're still in every competition, aren't we? We're, 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 up for, we're still in the League Cup. We're still in, obviously, the Europa Conference. Fra- Frankie, so Frankie, mate. Can't we win one? It no, just I puts a it. different dynamic on it, doesn't it? It's just a completely different dynamic on it. Now, if we're feeling like this as fans, and look, we're, we're, mm. we're enjoying the party tonight, do you know what I mean, at the end of, of the day. Are. Probably getting a bit carried away or whatever. But but the point being is, if we're enjoying it, exactly, boys, exactly. If we're enjoying it and feeling this upbeat, can you imagine what that dressing room is feeling like after the day's oh. training session? I can't remember, right? I um, um, tell me if I'm wrong here, boys. Uh, Rich is the one for an- analogies, right? You know, Crackers is the one for analogies. I can't remember a oh. shift like this to go from Nuno to Conte. Can anyone think of one like that? A, a manager with a difference? It just is you cannot even. I've been speaking to loads of Wolves fans that are telling me they are loving life under Bruno Large. Not because he's obviously the large fella, I mean, but generally they're loving life under him. And for them, they felt with Nuno, it came to an end. I want to say to Nuno, obviously, we wish him the very best for the future. Um, like we said at the time, you know, wrong fit, complete wrong fit for Tottenham in terms of like, sound identity. I'm on the screen there. Um, Matteo very kindly says, how does Conte affect the Argentinian duo? Uh, we're going to come on, Matteo, as we got the players very, very shortly. I uh, promise you, I say we're going to give you that some credit. Um, uh, the Real Rhino says, give Conte a huge home game these Leeds coins. I actually work with a Leeds fan and I'll tell you what, he's now absolutely crapping himself as to what is going to be coming. He really, really is. Um, another comment I'm trying to get on the screen here if I can, whilst I find it. Um, you know, interestingly, if you look at his reign at Inter Milan, Conte, he had Lukaku went from a man being described as having the first touch of a man on a trampoline um, and I, as I spur stats for that credit there, um, to being forced to spend hours on the training ground under Conte to turn his form around to become the second highest Serie A scorer last season with 24 goals. So again, it goes back to this point of improvement in players. And, you know, the likes of Kane now, you know, um, who we are going to come on to, there must be some real excitement around that dressing room, just how much this guy, Lee, you said earlier, Victor Moses, this guy takes very mediocre players, ordinary players, and polishes them up and makes them into superstars. And maybe this is the rebirth. And um, 
one of the good friends of the show, I won't mention him, but um, you know, the likes of a Harry Winks, a Deli Alley. Um, is there a second coming for those guys? You guys know what I'm talking about. Is there a second coming for those guys? I don't know, but um, he will become. You know, just at work. this point, can I just send a shout out to Anthony Costa? I just, I don't know why he came to mind, but Costa, if you're watching, I hope you had a great show, bruv. I'm just sending you loads of love. I know you're buzzing too, mate. I know you're buzzing too. Sorry. I didn't say, on, I didn't Sorry. Say, I don't know I didn't why. Say, I'm, I'm happy for I his stress no levels, Rick. I'm, I'm happy because uh, he's going to be a lot healthier and happier Frank, now. Frank, when I called you up that time and I said to you, I'm really worried if we don't make a change right now. But do you know what that worries? When I I've been worried you, about him recently. This season, all these three nils, I've been so, so worried about him. Frank, I say, when Listen, I called you, we, we were three games to win him. I called Frank up. We were three games in and we were winning. We had nine points. <laughs> I know, and he was still fuming with what he was watching, but it was, was horrible. Fuming. I said that after the first few games. We have had so much to put up with this season. And we, as, as Lee said, Tuchel walked into Chelsea and instantly changed them overnight, particularly defensively, changed them at literally the, the switch of a button. Now, our, Chelsea had a better squad. He walked into a better squad than what Conte is walking into now. Let's be totally realistic about that. He, he had a lot more depth as well. But I truly believe this is going to show an instant impact because... These mm. managers at that level, the super coaches, the Pep Guardiola's, the, the Thomas Tuchel's, the Antonio Conte's, this is what they do. They change levels. So I'm not going to say we're we going to win the league or, you know, be yeah. completely delusional, but we yeah. will go up levels at yeah. a million yeah. percent. We, we will. Yeah. I remember, I was, I remember, um, I remember watching a, an interview with Rio Ferdinand on, uh, I think it was on BT Sport. <clears throat> and uh, he went over to PSG and interviewed, he spent some time and interviewed Thomas Tuchel. And I remember him coming back and saying how impressed he was with the with him, the man, the stature, what he does, his tactics, the, you know, the way he gets his players working, all of the things that you'd expect him to say. But, he, you know, this is a man that played one title after title, European Championships, and played under Sir Alex Ferguson. And he was praising Thomas Tuchel. And it just goes back to the point he was making, Frank, these elite coaches, these top-level elite managers, they, they, have, they have a different way they, there's there's something that they do differently sometimes you can't describe it you know it's just you know you walk into the room and they've got the ability to to, to do something different and, and make you feel different and that's what Conte's got right now happening to our players you watch what happens in the next couple of games it's just going to be epic and I'm not saying we're going to win a league either but I'm very very excited um because we've got our Tottenham back if I can I say that I mean we ain't seen a ball kicked yet but we've we we are we can be happy about being Tottenham Hotspur fans again. And that, that's really important to me. Well, he's yeah, got I, I, boundless energy, isn't he? And, oh, and you see that with Jurgen Jör, Klopp. The, you see it with Pep Guardiola. The, the they're crowd. so animated yeah, and yeah, yeah. intense. The intensity levels. Touchline. Can you imagine that in the touchline, Frank, being at Spurs, that, that energy on the touchline, seeing that manager on the touchline. crowd surfing and all sorts of stuff. We, we need it. And as I said, the other big clubs, City and Liverpool particularly, have got that. And Atletico Madrid with Simeone. And that, that that boundless energy, it's infectious. And you see, I mean, we, we are not going to have any of these torrid performances, players strolling around anymore. Can you no. imagine what it will do yeah. to these players but, if they think yeah. they can put in a 50% shift? Mm. Wow. I'm, I must say, before I forget this, Lee, I'm bringing you one second, but making me laugh <laughs> hilariously. But in the point of this announcement, I don't think you guys saw this, that... Um, you know, I'm not sure this guy's been sacked now subsequently, but um, the announcement that went out was actually a Spanish translation and not an Italian translation. You thought, you know, the one time, right, you've had the, the, one of the best managers in the world, right, you've had, you know, it must have had all night to prepare for this, that social guy, and he must have sort of thought, okay, right, what nationality is he? Right, Italian. 
Got Definitely an Arsenal fan, a social guy, or a Chelsea got fan. So got to Google tra- go. so he's got to go. Google Translate. He's whacked that in. I just unbelievable. I think to be fair, we've got a global fan base. He, he or she, by the way, could have been uh, yeah. could have been uh, making you know loads for all different languages. Possibly, to, to that's a very good point. Joe, Lee, Joe, Lee, there. I just, I just bring this is why Lee here is the HR of the show for that reason. There, saving that's us it, there from, from an absolute gaff. Could be a yeah. male or female that that person as well. To be fair, spot on, um, absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I must just say, and we have got some questions as well coming in from the listeners. Um. His duels, I think, will be fascinating. As Frank actually said earlier, you know, the likes of Guardiola, Klopp, Tuchel, that's going to be incredible. And um, the speed with which the deal was done, I think, again, under, under, underlines that commitment from Paratigi in a way. And, you know, I think there's a lot of talk at the moment with the case that it is only 18 months. So let's ask you on this, Rick, if we can. A uh, question in here we've got, I'm going to find it from Paul Bennett, who says, has Conte been given the same assurances that Mourinho got when he became Spurs manager? And why has he only been given an 18-month contract? We must stress that is an option to extend as well on there. But uh, Rick's thoughts on that? Like I said earlier, the 18-month contract really doesn't really doesn't bother me. In the sense of, like I said, this man thrives on pressure. Thrives on it. So if he's got 18 months to prove and to show something, he's going to show us. And he wants he wants that pressure, right? And And if there's an extension, he wants to earn it. He just doesn't want to cash in. You know, there's a big difference between him and Nuno. Massive, not just personality, not just in the respect that he demands, but there's a massive difference. When Nuno came in, love him, I kind of saw him as a caretaker manager. You know, he was on a cheap contract. He was there for like two, it was a two-year contract on on, on a cheap. If we want to get rid of him, we can get rid of him and it's not really going to break the bank. You know, when it came to the relationship between Nuno and Paratici, I, I don't know if there was one. I think Paratici said, look, we're getting him. What do you reckon? And he was like, oh, yeah, I like him. And then, But it wasn't really, it didn't really matter what he said. You know, Paratici was always going to go for Romero, for instance. You know, when it comes now down to Conte and uh, uh, Paratici, this is a next level. Pa- yeah. You know, Conte is going to go to Paratici, look, this is what I need. And Paratici is going to be like, all right, bruv, I've got you. On the, there, on, the, on the screen there, Rick. On the screen there, Rick. You know this this Pochettino link doesn't go away. And um, again, I will say, you know, I've got massive respect for Pochettino. Gave me some of the greatest memories I have as a Spurs fan growing up. But do you think, with the level of a point we've made today, we have to put the Poch links to one side? We've just hired one of the best managers in world football. And I'm not saying, listen, you can love Poch. You can you can absolutely adore Poch. Not a problem at all. But just remember what we've got here. We've hired someone in their prime, that has won trophies in the Premier League, FA Cup, Premier League. You know, he's done it all around the globe. Do we need to drop the Pochettino link for you now? Ricks, for the first time ever, we're allowed to, all right? I love Poch, right? I would have him back any time he wants to come back. I love him because he set the bar. But finally, there's been an appointment in which we can allow our ex-girlfriend for instance, do you know what I mean? We can allow that ex-girlfriend to, to, to go way back in the memory banks and, and just be a good chapter in a good book. Do you know what I mean? Now we can pick up a new book with a new era, with a new uh, ethos and a new... Everything. Everything's new. Everything's fresh. The, the, only, the only kind of thing that kind of messes him up is that he's here mid-season. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's here, he hasn't been able to get his pre-season in. But that's going to challenge him and push... Conte even more. 
He's going to ask more out of this squad. And, and like I say, with this Poch thing, yes, we can put it to bed. Yes, finally, yeah. we can move on. Yes, finally, we can say, all right, let's, you know, I, I, I like my new chick right now. Maybe we should make it serious. Maybe we should, you know, maybe we should turn it from like, you know, Netflix and chilling to, to a full-on relationship, babes. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can move <laughs> forward now, bruv. And it's allowed us to do yeah. that. When Mourinho came in, there was previous bias there. The Chelsea... The fact yeah. that he destroyed Man United. He didn't convince everyone, Rick, did he? No. He didn't. This, he wasn't John, convincing it, it of our convinced. fan base from the yeah. start. There, there, there were some great performances, but like you say, he wasn't convincing. He wasn't the one that we could really get behind. He mm. had to convince us. And there were some days that we could be like, yeah, yeah, it's going well. And then other days we're like, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? Nuno didn't inspire anything, mate. Do you know, he didn't no. inspire anything. He was never on my list as a, as, a, as a manager that I thought we should have signed in the first place. Yep. When he won the first three games, I'm like, you know what? Let's go with the positive. He's trying to build from the back. Do you know what I mean? He's trying to solidify that defence that was so leaky last year. And then we all know what happened next after those three games. We all know what happened next. Yeah. Yep. Um, so right now, we, we can put those to... We, we can put Poch to bed right now. We don't have to worry about him too tough. Yep. No, I agree. Um, actually, got another question I want to actually uh, pass over to Frank here. Um, this one is from Benno, um, who says... Frank, why should we believe that Conte will get different treatment to any other manager prior to him? It's all well and good having a top-class manager, but there will always be Levy and Enoch putting profit before glory. Or does that change now with this appointment, Frank? I think the dynamics changed. Um, I really do. You don't hire Antonio Conte without giving him a budget uh, of, of some size to, to compete with. That, that He would not. He's a winner, as we've all said on the show, he would not come to Spurs to not compete. He's not coming for a holiday. He's not coming to finish fifth or fourth or third. He's come to win. That's what he does. So I cannot imagine that any agreement would have taken place if he wasn't promised substantial funds coming in January and next summer. And, I mean, with Enoch and Levy, the model always was, let's move into the stadium. Obviously, the pandemic set us back. We know that because, obviously, the stadium was empty. But they have always said, once we move to the stadium, we will be more competitive. We will be able to compete and spend more money. And it, it appears, with obviously the success of the Anthony Joshua event, uh, there's been NFL again, which has been 60,000 plus. It does seem like the projected revenue streams now are there and they can start to, well, allow us to compete. So it does, in my opinion, more so than the Jose appointment, there's been a massive shift, in my opinion, in, in, in the mandate from the board and what they want and, and what they're going to do, more so than at any point in the past. Yeah, And I, I think going back to what Rick said as well, with the, the Poch thing, because of obviously what happened since Poch, Jose, from the start, there was always a large part of our fan base never wanted Jose to succeed. Let's be totally honest. They didn't like him. Um, he wasn't a, a great fit for Spurs, if we're being totally honest, for what we wanted and what we got. And Nuno was an absolute joke. Uh, you know, bottom of running stats, no shots on target. To go through that and, yeah. and be, experience that, obviously you're going to pine for Pochettino because that, that was the last of the good times. And since then, it hasn't been that good, barring one or two or three games. But with Conte, it's it's different. We are getting a world-class manager in his prime, as we keep stating. Don't underestimate that. This isn't a manager who's been sacked from his last two jobs and, and, and wasn't wanted. This is a, a guy at the top of his game. Um, so for him to come in and, and obviously with this appointment, my answer to the question is yes, I truly believe this is a shift in policy from the board. They're going to back Antonio Conte and we're going to be able to compete again. Now, yep. I also believe one of the, the other issues we've got within that squad is we do need to move quite a lot of these players on. How many windows yep. that can realistically happen in, I'm not entirely sure. 
Um, so January, again, is huge for, for me. Um, the squad, we all know, is not good enough. We need another striker. We, we could we could do another show on what this squad needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for, yeah. For, the, for the time being, yeah. uh, we'll get a lift. And yeah. I also, and a, a few people might disagree with this, I think Antonio Conte is a better coach than Pochettino. I do. Um, I think it's been proven. Um, we, we, well, I mean, we're talking about one of the yeah. very, very best. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I think I say this is no disrespect to Pochettino. He's done incredible things here. And this is not, like I say, a, a session to you know dismiss what Pochettino done because he's done some great things here and he's got a lot of love from the fans and rightly so. But I think it is important when um, you've got an appointment of this calibre to just maybe respect the man we've got here at the moment. You know, Antonio Conte is one wherever he's been. So um, that's the only point we really want to make on that. And Rick, I, accept- just to interject there, I wanted, him, I wanted Conte over Poch coming back. Uh, I, I've said this to you before. This yeah. was my number one choice. I think we need yeah. a fresh start. And we need a winner. Um, yeah, and, we, and his energy as well, his energy yeah, levels. Yeah. We, we need I, that. It's I still think Pod, I, you know, with Pochettino, again, on that point, I said I'd, I'd call it off. On this point very quickly, I, I still would have thought it would have been too early. There's still a lot of those players that would have still known Poch. And, you know, unfortunately, I think the fresh voice is needed. A completely different change of style, change of scenery, change of philosophy, vision, direction, what Lee always goes on about. For me, that is so important. Um and like I say, we've discussed it in Conte's demanding style, but Paratigi particularly feels that Italian, he knows him so well that there's a need to drive the group forward. And essentially, um, he's going to do that. You know, we know he's going to do that. Um, but we are going to go for our final break of the show. And now taking you into this break, you're going to hear from a Chelsea podcaster, um, Rory Jennings, who gives a very open and frank account, not that frank, just frank in general, um, as to what the appointment of Antonio Conte means to Tottenham. And when I say uh, this will make you have hairs stand up on the back of your neck for our listeners watching listen to this on audio. Um, make sure you listen to the end. Make sure you listen to the end. It's quite long, but listen to it. Yeah, definitely agree. So it's official. Tottenham Hotspur now have one of the best managers in the world in charge. This is a horrific day on so many levels. I really am depressed with this. Uh, this one has hit me hard. I think that it has hurt me so much because it's got under my skin. Antonio Conte is probably my favourite ever Chelsea manager. The season I had following Chelsea when Antonio Conte was our manager was definitely the best I have ever had. Following Chelsea home and away and in Europe that season, that he arrived in his first year in the Premier League was a thing of beauty. He landed at Chelsea, a club that were in turmoil, a club that were in disarray. The disparity between the fans, the players, the board... It was never greater. Everything was wrong with the club. It felt like a fairly um, a fairly poisonous place to be at times the previous season. And suddenly, suddenly, Antonio Conte landed. He took the club that finished 10th the previous season to the Championship. Chelsea won the league that year. A team that finished 10th the previous season rocketed their way up the league. And it was all due to Antonio Conte's brilliance. Tottenham now have this great man in charge. Um, I truly love Antonio Conte. There is an element of betrayal. Uh, I'm really upset that it's gone this way because I adore him. Like I say, he is he is one of the best. And just to make it that double-edged sword, the thing that makes it so hard to bear, as much as I love Conte and as much as I think Conte is brilliant, I also now feel like Tottenham have got it right. Tottenham are a club that have been trying in the Levy era, but even previously, trying desperately to get it right with regard to a manager. They were desperate 
to, to find the solution. And they tried all sorts of things. You know, you can go right back. They appointed Arsenal's George Graham at one point when they were so desperate. There was a Christian Gross. There was a Jacques Santini. It was bad judgment after bad judgment. The Villa Boas era. The Martin Yo era. Um, one of my favourites, the Tim Sherwood era. And it was forever laughable. They forever made mistakes and we knew that they'd got it wrong. The thing that was so great about it is everybody knew. Everybody knew that it was an error. Even Jose Mourinho felt wrong. And by the time they appointed Jose Mourinho, despite the fact that I once loved him, I felt like Mourinho was past it. I felt like Mourinho had, had demonstrated to us time and time again that he wasn't right. He wasn't a good enough manager anymore. So when he went to Tottenham, on some level, I found it quite funny because I felt like it would end the way that it did, which is in a disaster without any silverware. But they have now managed to appoint a master tactician, an incredible man manager, and somebody whose track record of winning silverware is its so admirable. I think he has won eight out of the last 11 leagues that he has competed for. Antonio Conte is a man that just wins silverware wherever he goes. And not only does he win silverware, and this is what makes it so worrying for anyone who doesn't support Tottenham, not only is he brilliant at winning silverware, but he's brilliant at taking teams from a low point to silverware. And that is exactly what Tottenham are at the moment, and that is exactly what Tottenham need. We've discussed what he did at Chelsea. He took a team that finished 10th the previous season to the title and to the FA Cup final. Remember, he was a Rizla paper away from doing double. But that isn't the only time he's done it. In 2011, Conte took over Juve. Juve, at the time, was seventh. He guided them to winning three Scudettos in a row. He took the team that finished seventh the previous season to three in a row. He started that run, that era of dominance from Juventus, that nine in a row that we saw. He started that run. Not only did he start it, but nine years later, he was back to end it. He went to Inter Milan and he ended that run, which is just truly amazing. In, I think it would have been 2014, took over Italy. The Italy side that I think was knocked out of the group stages of the two previous World Cups, he takes over. Suddenly, they're in a quarterfinal and they're knocked out by the team that ultimately win it on penalties. They, it was a very average team. I remember watching that World Cup. They were a very average team. But Antonio Conte got them playing for each other, playing so well, fighting for everything. And ultimately, they were very close. They were very close. They got beaten on penalties by the side that won it. And when you compare that to what had happened two previous World Cups, it does show you just quite how good they are. Um, even more recently, he took over Inter 2019. They, they finished fourth the previous season. Second year, they win the league. And you look at the way that some of their performances along the way, the way that he elevated certain players' performances. Look at the player Hakimi is. Look at the player Romelu Lukaku is. And in that, that was the first time that Inter Milan had won, won the league for 11 years. So that is what Antonio Conte can do. He can take clubs that feel like they're in turmoil, feel like they're in disarray, and secure silverware. He can also take fairly distinctly average looking footballers. Footballers who we know or we feel aren't up to it. A good example here, Victor Moses. 
Victor Moses had been on loan at Stoke. He'd been on loan to West Ham. It wasn't really working for him at Chelsea. It looked like his time at Chelsea was over. He comes in. Conte comes in. All of a sudden, Victor Moses is the best right back in the league. Victor Moses scored a winner against Tottenham that season, actually. 2-1 at Stamford Bridge. Pedro scored a blinder as well. Um, but that's what he can do. He, can, he took Victor Moses from an average football player, a player that didn't really have a future at Chelsea, made him the best right back in the league. Marcus Alonso, a player who, fairly limited, decent at what he does, but fairly limited, best fullback in the league that year. Learns from his mistakes. We went to Arsenal. We were 3-0 down at half-time. Mesut Ozil pulling the strings. Such a pragmatic manager, Antonio Conte. He managed to see what was going on. 3-0 down at half-time. He made sure that Chelsea didn't concede another goal. We then found a new shape, a new formation. Changed the personnel, changed the shape. We won on a 14-game unbeaten run. We practically won the league before Christmas that year. All through Conte's brilliance. All through Conte's clever, pragmatic mind finding solutions to problems. And that's now what Tottenham have. Tottenham have the best manager in the world. That isn't an extreme thing to say. He is the best manager in the world. There are certain managers that you can say that about and have a debate. You can say Pep Guardiola is the best manager in the world. You can say Thomas Tuchel is the best manager in the world. You can say Jurgen Klopp is the best manager in the world. You can say Antonio Conte is. All can be debated, all can be correct, all can be countered. But that is now what Tottenham have secured. And after years of getting it so wrong, it pains me to say it, but I feel like Tottenham have got it spot on here. He will have gone there, obviously securing a lot of money for his own skyrocket, but also with the pledge of an awful lot of money. We're believing, we're hearing, that it's 100 million in the next transfer window. He wouldn't have gone there without that sort of, uh, that sort of guarantee. So the fact that that has been given to him is a worry for the rest of the league. Because Antonio Conte, this season is a bit of a write-off, but despite what I say about Tottenham, despite what I say about the club and the fact that their, their size is an illusion, Antonio Conte changes it. And you feel like they will end their drought for a trophy. Um, I can see it happening, actually. But this season, effectively, what he has now is three quarters of a season to use as a pre-season. So imagine what he'll be doing. He'll be experimenting. And this time next year, when, these, when the season starts, he'll be really going for the Premier League, I think. That will be his ambition. Dear, oh dear. Will he end their trophy drought now? Remember, two League Cups since 1991 for that great cup team. He will be desperate to end that. Um, makes, you, uh, makes you pine for the days of David Pleat, doesn't it? It's a shame that if you're a Tottenham fan, you should be buzzing because this is very good. Uh, you can see the river there, can't you? See the river? That's the Thames. I'm probably about to go and throw myself in it. So please click subscribe and I'll see you all in a bit. In fact, I'm going to leave you with a line. I'm going to leave you with a line from a film. It reminds me, it's a London-based film. Comment below if you know the name of the film. You're fat and I'll throw you in the river. That's what I'm about to do. I'm off. Oh, Tottenham, mate. Gutted. So gutted. I want to discuss, discuss some of the players that we feel might actually improve under Antonio Conte before we have a quick five minutes on Vitesse. Let's, um, let's go to you first on this, Lee. 
because um, player-wise, you know, you're looking at the likes of Hoybier, Skip, seeing as Conte is known as a really robust, you know, a manager employs a really robust defensive midfield to do that dirty work, as uh, Spurs stats have put out there as well. Um, you look at the use of Kante and Matic. I think it'll be very interesting to see how much changes now in terms of the roles with Hoybier and Skip. Because we've often said um, on these shows that Hoybier, for me, is overloaded doing four or five people's different jobs. And Skip is a young guy that will be great in time, but has been overloaded by games. So I generally think it'll be very interesting to see how he manages those two players in terms of their game time and their actual roles within the team. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and actually, when you look at the... We think he's going to play 3-5-2, don't we? Or 4-3, uh, three, three. you know, it's it's, it's coming. He, he did play, uh, certainly in the Chelsea side, sometimes he'd play a 3-4-2-1 um rather than a 4231 so it always goes with three at the back you play three at the back all the time at international so i think he's going to go with three at the back i think we've got we've got the personnel as frank was just talking about before and look we can go and buy whoever we want you know if, 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 if we've got the money in january but until then we've got what we've got anyway right so let's talk about what we've actually got now and you know if you think about it we've got we've got romero uh, we've got sanchez we've got dyer we've got um uh tanganga uh, that can actually that work. We've got Roden um, as well. So, you know, you, you put, you've got four probably main centre-backs there, plus a Tanganga that can play both areas. You've got Ben Davis, uh, dare I say, you know, six out of ten for you, Rick, clearly. But dare I say, you've got Ben Davis who can play in, in, a, in a back three. So, yeah. so coming on that side. So, you've got to be looking at the way he's, he's, he's going to be setting up. And therefore, do you then have in front of that back three, essentially, a Hoiber and a Skip? Is that the way you set up? Because you go look back at his teams uh, with with the Fabregas in there, who was a genuine number eight. He would sometimes play alongside Kante, alongside Matic, but sometimes he'd play Matic and Kante. So, you know, you, you're looking at two holding midfield players in Skip and Hoiberg. Do, do, do we think that we can push Hoiberg up a little bit more like he plays for Denmark? Or do we take one of them guys out and we put in and then Dembele or Celso or Deli Alley next to them. You know, this is this is the puzzle or the conundrum that he's going to have to work out. And actually, if we're saying that uh, Antonio Conte is a, is a is an unbelievable coach, which is what we are saying, and he can he can make you know um, uh, Victor Moses a world class uh, or the best uh, right back in the Premier League or right wing back, can he make Delhi fire again? Do you know what I mean? Can can he make the likes oh, yeah. of I know sorry, man, uh, trying, uh, but you know, but. Sorry. Can, <laughs> But but look, I mean, you know, th- this is the point: is that we've got these players to to work with. I mean, you know, David Luiz on in some games was absolutely outstanding. I mean, there were some outstanding players um, uh, performances, sorry, from him. But sometimes he was absolutely woeful, and that could be like Eric Dyer. You know, not being funny, Eric Dyer can be really really good and solid, and then he gives you know f- an own goal away, for example, against Newcastle yeah. or free kick or yeah. whatever it might be. So. He's got. A, he's got. A, he's got to work that conundrum out. I think yeah. it's quite interesting uh, to to hear all of your views, really, and, 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 yeah, and yeah. On, on what sort of formation do we think, and if it is yeah. going to go with a back three, which is pretty much he's going to, isn't it? Let's be honest about it. That, that, that's who's going to get them back three burst, Rick? Mm. Yeah, no, that's uh, there. You go. One, one for you there, Lee Lappers. Rick Nick Knowles knows his stuff. You know, oh, Lappers! Lappers was, on, Lappers was on yesterday, giving me the old Nick Knowles action. 
Um, you're oh, thank you Spurs, Spurs that suggests that we have not seen the last of that midfield duo in terms of Skip and Hoybier. You know, um, he says Kante was easily capable of playing that box-to-box role as Barella was, um, which you would imagine to be the role of Hoybier. Hoybier and Skippy both had the ability to play that commanding role, as does Brozovic as well, who we've been subsequently linked with. Um, let's come round to you if we can, Ricks. Um, this is like an interesting one. And Dombele. Dombele Inter. Now, Conte used the ability of Ericsson and Fabregas or Oscar as creative outlets to assist in linking that defence and attack. Um, Conte, as we understand and we know this, was previously interested in maybe signing Tungian Dombele. And he has that ability to know to control a game in a manner slightly differently. And I think the thing with Dombele for us, as we know, is the problem we've had is that almost is he a luxury player or is there a way of actually building the team around him and I honestly believe now with Ndombele that under the right manager where he feels part of the team centric to what everybody's doing, the confidence is going to install under an Antonio Conte. I think this is going to be really exciting for him. And um, I say equally, you know, you could maybe partner, you know, Hoybier with him and play a role like that of a Barella. But either way, you know, there is that feeling that the likes of Lacelso and Ndombele, what are we now? Three years into Ndombele. I feel he, he might be, and Spurs stats says as well, I do think he might be destined for greatness under Conte. This could be the one where you think, my God, and Dombele has just come alive. And I know Jason is uh, currently tearing his hair out, although he hasn't gotten it at the moment. Because um, I, I know he's thinking, and Dombele, not again, Rick, don't go there. But what do you think? What do you Rick? mean at the moment? Was he going to do a Conte, is he? What's <laughs> <laughs> good, Jason? Well, well, you know what? I mean, I think it's exciting times for, for, for Tange. Um, I think it's a really exciting, exciting times. I think the fact that Conte liked him and wanted him and wanted to bring him in at Inter is, I think that's a positive thing. Um, it already shows that the manager has faith in his ability and, and faith in his own ability to get what he needs out of him. So I think that's fantastic. Um, there's, you know, like I love, I, I love Ndombele. I think that he could be a midfield destroyer, mate. He, he could destroy this league with the ability that he has in, in, in both feet. Um, but, you know, like the reports that we heard in, since he has signed has been indifferent, you know. So when, when Poch signed him, the double training sessions, that knocked him for six. Now, coming from the French league and coming from the team that he came from, they wasn't used to that. He wasn't used to it. And it was a lot of work. And then under Mourinho, it, it was, again, a bit indifferent. He didn't know whether he was going to be in a team because, uh, you know, Mourinho didn't really trust him that much. We saw that in, in the Amazon documentary, you know, uh, him having the meeting with, with Levy and then, like, Levy kind of turning him around, you know. Um, and then under Nuno, who knows? But, but under Nuno, he got him to play 90 minutes I think at least two games at least three yep. games maybe yep we're talking about that's an achievement so, though. This, so, is, this is the worrying thing that's what I mean what an achievement but, but is, 90, but, 90 minutes three times out of a 65 minute per player but, <laughs> Crazy. but it is it is it is because it, it you know the pace of the premiership and and what the demands were on him was a was a massive shock to him now having Conte come in and, and put his arm around him and go listen you can be the best and I'm going to make you the best. If that don't put some fire up in you, if that doesn't put some fire up in you. And I think, I think, yeah, no, I think it was on this show the other night. You had a reporter on called Marcus, I think it was. Yeah, Marcus Buckland. Yeah, Marcus Buckland, yeah. yeah. Right. So I think, I think it was him that said, I'm not sure now because I've watched so much, but I think it was him that said, um, it might have been Bridgie, I'm not sure, 
but uh, said that Tongay was turning up late to training and then he was parking in the executive spots and stuff like that because he was always late. That's not going to happen. Whether it's no. Tongay, whether that's a fabrication he, or not. I'm you're not right. Sure. He won't get a car parking space anymore. So it's all going to go to Conte's entourage. There's not going to be any car parking space. But, but, but Rich, where, where does he play? Like in that, in that formation, like, so if, we, if we're going, he's playing foot at the back. Where does Tunga and Dembele play? Does he play the Fabregas? Well, I'm just going with it. I know you're the Italian players as well, but the Chelsea team, we know that the players that were in there, does he play the Fabregas role like, alongside a Hoiberg, which, which, to be fair, Jose Mourinho deployed him in that kind of more of a number eight, more than a more than a number 10, should we say? Or, yeah. or, or if you want to get him further up the pitch, mm. where does he play? Because if you're playing a 3 5 2 or 4 uh, 3 4 3, you don't play with a number 10, essentially, no. do you? So, so no. he can't go in as a number 10, can he? So where does he play here, lads? I mean, but you know what? With Conte, you got to remember that he's the tailor. So he's going to tailor a role for him. He's going to make sure that he's ready for whatever role he puts him in. So whether, yeah, that's, yeah, the true, eight, true. whether yeah. that's the eight role, we're, we're going to see a performance from him. But remember, in the 3-4-3, three, three, or it, it could be a 3-4-2-1. And he could play in one of those two spots behind Harry Kane as well. So there yeah. are there are places for him, mate. There are there, there are positions for him. They, they, I think they, he they, might make him a conductor. Be... Yeah. Well, there you I, go. I think he, he, he likes a conductor in his team, somebody who ticks the ball over in the midfield. And I think possibly he could play one of them, the, the number eight role, a little bit deeper, not the number ten role. Just just looking at the three five two aspect of it, possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Skip and Hoiberg. They both obviously give everything. Both of them do, but that's a little bit limited for me. We've seen the limitations of both of them, mainly on the ball. The we're going to need to upgrade that, aren't we, Frank? We're going we're yes, to upgrade yes, that. That's not a great do you think one of them misses gonna... out? Do you think yeah, like, yeah, Skip misses out, out and Boyberg and then Skip comes in a little bit more and instead of playing every single possibly. game, Skip plays yeah. maybe 15, 16 games this season rather than being a Hoiberg partner and, and actually is partnered in that midfield by Tunga and Dembele who starts to conduct and pull the strings. Yeah, well, that's I, what we need but, because but we're limited also, guys, on, the, on the football but, with that two as a pivot, Skip and Hoiberg. We are, we are limited on the ball. But you know what? Uh, but hold tight a minute. Like you got to remember what Skippy was doing for Norwich last season. Yes, it was in a, a in a lower league, but you got to remember not only was he man in a match every week, but and not only was he playing DM, but he was box to boxing. He was pinging Perlo passes left, right, and centre. You, you know so, what? I, you're I, right. I Come on, the championship is levels away from the Prem. To do it week yeah, in, week I, I don't think, the I don't think Skippy's done anything wrong either in yeah, a Tottenham shirt this, this season. No, he either, hasn't. He hasn't. Mean, but but is, is, is he going to... Does Oliver Skip walk into any of the other big... The top six in the league at no, the moment? Not, not in the moment. Not the top, he, definitely not the top four. Does he get four, into no, their no, teams? No, no he doesn't. No. And but, as much as I love no, him, he doesn't. But he's growing, Frank. He's And especially up until January. This boy is growing. All he was doing was trying to follow the instructions of his manager, which was Nuno. Now that he has Conte, the artist, yep. the tailor in there, he could be given different directions. He could be given different motivations. And he, he could be, he, he, whether he rotates with Hoiberg or plays with him, like yep. if he's allowed to express himself and feel free to express himself, we don't know what type of player we've got there. He's only yep. just beginning. Totally agree. Yeah, we, can't, the... we can't expect him, Everett, just, just quickly on that. We can't expect the world from Oliver Skip. This is his first full season in the Premier League. So yeah, no, I do think no. that is an area, that is an area of the pitch that will be addressed and needs to be addressed. I think mm. we, we link with a lot of centre mids at the moment and yeah. I think we, we, it's needed. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think the whole yeah, purpose, I say, is is the need to, like I say, provide some rotation to Hoybier and Skip if we are going to compete in all four comp- yeah. competitions. And on the screen there, uh, Harry McCoss says, and I actually agree with him on this, Hoybier should be our new club captain. Let him be an extension of Conte on the pitch. You know what? I have not even thought about this. I am so excited to see that link-up of Hoybier and Conte. When you see the passion of Hoybier, especially that interview you gave at the weekend where he dug out for me a number of Spurs players about underperforming, I can't wait for him to be his midfield general um, I do want to discuss the fullbacks really quickly. Let's come back round to let's come back around to Frank on this very quickly. Um, Regular and Emerson again. Credit to Spurs stats here, and um, he feels Regular will succeed for obvious reasons due to his pace and ability going forward. Although I'll be honest, this season I've questioned both in terms of his defensive capabilities and and also um, attacking wise. We Regular at the moment. That's I the coach. I hope you're rightly. I hope you're I, right. I do. Um, I think it is. I think that's the coach. When when you go yeah. back to who he's playing under before. Uh, Unai yep. Emery, I think, and and you know, in yeah, his previous club, when, low, he, yeah. he was up and down. He was, yeah. he, he's been coached by Jose Mourinho. Yep. Don't like getting on getting forward, and then yep. you know, don't like getting on getting forward. No, it's a spot on point there. Um, so like I say that might change, but also um, there's been a lot of people suggesting you know, there's likes to like someone like Hakimi, um, but you know, when you look at someone like you know a Regulon or an Emerson, they're, they're certainly. I think on the eye already better players than you and Moses. But let's not forget, um, he had the ancient Kandreva, a regular feature at Wimback in his 1920 Inter Milan team. And he was not especially fast. So Emerson's heavily attacking incline when you look at his ability going forward, as well as defensively hugging that sideline. I think it'll be really intriguing, Frank, to see just how much our fullbacks will change. Because I've said this so often on this show that, and Lee, you were... I think it was your debut show. He said about when we lost Carl Walker, Carl he turned Walker, around and said to me, it was yeah. massive. But Frank, for you, how important is it to go back to that philosophy of the wing backs offering us real width down the side, pace and abundance, but also the ability to defend that like we did have with Walker and Rose? Well, it's, it's huge. And I think that we're not used to playing a back three. I think it would bring the best out of Regulon and Emerson Royale. I truly do. I think Emerson's been solid. I think defensively he's been... He, again, he's another one that hasn't convinced everybody, but I think he's done a lot of good. He's got a great engine on him. He's good in the air. He stops crosses. He's solid. But it seems to me he has been playing with the handbrake on, and that's obviously mm. an instruction from the manager. Um, you know, hesitant to cross and, and get down the byline, because when he yeah. does get in those positions, we've seen he can whip a ball in. So I think there'll be progress for both of them. There's, there's another dynamic as well, which I saw somebody say earlier on Twitter, which is a possibility. Um, it, what, what happens to Lucas Moura? Does he turn Lucas Moore into a right-sided wing-back to compete with Emerson? Oh, or does he, does he, does he use so him up front? So well, it's true. It's intriguing because he's almost like a Moses in the sense that um, he was a winger, wasn't he, Victor Moses? I, I think Lucas Moura was a better winger than Victor Moses. Boundless yeah. energy. Um, he's like a Duracell bunny, Lucas. He does not stop running. He's got a great leap on him as well. Yes, Defensively, so, yeah. he wins a yeah. lot in the air. So possibly there, there could be a, a slight position change for him. Again, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm just speculating. But yeah, I think the the, the wing backs are key for us um, in this formation, and uh, I think we'll see a better Regulon as well. I think there's a lot more to come from Regulon. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's been consistently good. He's had consistent spells in his period at Spurs, but I don't think he's had a whole. No, well, he hasn't. True. Last no, season he, hasn't. he was sort of up no. and down a bit. This season but, we've seen the best of him. Yeah. We've seen the worst of him. Um, we we need him to find some consistency, and I think a super coach like Antonio Conte could yep. be the the guy to to instill that in him. 
I mean, totally agree. Lee, let's come around to you. Um, listen, a lot has been heavily speculated over Harry Kane. Um, and now, I mean, ultimately, from what we understand, Harry is believed to be very excited about working under Antonio Conte. I bet he is. Uh, the ambition, and that wasn't, a, that wasn't a joke, by the way. I didn't mean to be sarcastic there. Um, <laughs> we'd all be excited, right? Um, but the ambition, <laughs> I didn't mean like that. I'm not calling him a mistake, I promise you. I know, my mentions tomorrow now when this goes out, I can see people already going at me. Um, but the ambition shown by Spurs' appointment is apparently thrilled him so um let's see because uh, i know with harry um there's still some making up to do with some fans there definitely body language and so far the premier league has been a real real difficult start for him um, but ultimately now lee um following conte's remarks about kane during the euros where um he was you know very complimentary of kane i think he described him um as being a player that if he could sign, he would be the one striker he would want to go and sign. Um, he's spoken very highly of him, would love to work for him. How much does this change the dynamic now about Harry Kane around Tottenham? And ultimately, does Conte get him firing again? Well, I think he called him the complete striker, didn't he? Uh, the world's complete striker, I think he called him. I think it changes it. I think it changes the dynamic dynamic completely. Um, I think it was on. We've done so many shows. I can't remember which one it was, but it was either yesterday or the one the other day yeah. on BBC. But I mentioned that I think the dynamic of Harry Kane is more to it than meets the eye. It's not just a clear cut. Oh, we wanted to go Man City's down tools. I think it was part of that. I think part of it was that he didn't respect or feel feel that Nuno was going to get get him to a next level. When you've got Jose Mourinho, serial winner, going into him and saying, I'm going to make you explode, stick with me. And and he did, and, uh, arguably his best Premier League season last year, uh, 23 goals, 14 assists. And then he, he, so he's a bit underwhelmed. He's also got a hangover from England, right? Because this guy uh, has a an issue around um, uh, getting over um, losses in the cup final uh, with the Champions League, with his Tottenham teammates. And then he goes into England with all that euphoria, doing what they've done, and he's got a bit of a hangover over it. And, and if you look at that first-team squad, I've said it the other day, uh, Pickford's not pulling up any trees. Uh, you know, John Stones has already played since uh, since then. Harry Maguire's been shocking. Luke Shaw's not been very good. Uh, Harrison's been injured. And not, Sterling, don't even hear about him. I don't think he's scored at all this season. I might be wrong there, but I don't think he has. Harry Kane hasn't. So, you know, Jordan Sancho has been has been poor. So, you know, the nucleus of that, of that England first eleven, if you like, Maybe all of them have got a bit of a hangover from from losing in in the Euros, so I think Conte's appointment specifically for Harry Kane, and by the way, this goes for all players, but specifically with Harry Kane, is absolutely massive. And I'll go. I think I can't remember the person. I think it was Mario. Might have been Mario earlier. That said, does this change with Harry Kane? Absolutely yeah. changes the, the the dynamic with Harry Kane. I think now he starts to think actually. Can I stay here longer term and get the records that I want to do? And actually, can we go and compete again for big prizes? And that's yep. what uh, Antonio Conte brings to the to, to the table. Before you offer it out to, to the boys on Kane, I just want to go back to quickly to the wing backs because we literally said yesterday we need the horse whisperer, we need a, uh, the the wing back whisperer, as you used to call him, or yeah, the, the yeah. fullback, fullback whisperer, whisper, fullback whisperer. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and actually, I think and and kind of uh, Antonio Conte has probably proved that with the Moses thing. Look at Chelsea at the moment. Look at the system that they're playing. And look at, yes, Kellen, yes, Kellen. Look at the system Chelsea are playing. Three at the back, two wing-backs. Who's scoring goals at the moment for Chelsea? Chilwell, wing left wing-back. Yeah, yeah. Riggs, 
right wing back. I mean, uh, Reece scored outstanding, two outstanding yeah. goals the other day from wing back positions, getting up, getting high, and doing exactly what Frank and Rich you've just talked about from a wing back perspective. And that's what maybe Emerson, I can't believe, Frank, you said that. I've written it on my pad. Lucas is a wing back question mark. I can't believe you talked about that. So, uh, I've, you know, th there's some major options. Birdvine as well. You, you know, Adrian, I think, said that a minute ago. Sessignon, the forgotten man as well. Forgotten man. Uh, yeah, these, you know, pla these players. Yeah, for a friend of the show as well, Michael, he, he WhatsApp me earlier and said about that. You know, what about Sessignon? So, there is some options there if you can get a tune out of these players. But back on Kane, no, no doubt in my mind that that is going to be... If it, if it takes 10% of what we're feeling tonight and gives it to Kane, he's oh. going to go and be the top Premier League goal scorer because that's how yeah. good he is. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, interestingly, with, with Kane, um, when you look at the numbers in which you look at what he's had before Conte, you know, he had uh, Costa, who boasted 20 goals, 8 assists in one season. Lukaku had 24 goals, 10 assists, both domestic figures. You know, I want to be able to say, I think Kane is superior to both those players. Come over to you, Rick. So, bar the trophies, his numbers alone, they could be scary under Conte if this goes right. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's going to agree too. I think Lee had a great point there in, in, in saying like, you know, not only did he did, did Kane have a heartbreak after, you know, the Euros uh, and, you know, Mourinho getting fired five, six days before a cup final, all of these things, you know, and missing out on Man City. <clears throat> but he came back and Nuno was like, yeah, Harry, play left wing. Do you know what I mean? I mean... Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Conte you, is not yeah. going to do that. No. Conte's not going to do that. He's going to get the best out of him. If Mourinho said in that documentary, I'm going to make you, you know, like, I'm going to make you, you're here, but I'm going to take you here. What is Conte going to do for this boy? Do you know what I mean? No, I agree. And yeah. he demands it, bruv. You know, he's not asking. Conte's not asking for it. He demands it. Yeah. Not only a from it's Harry, a minimum requirement. Minimum requirement. Minimum. Effort, commitment. Minimum. Desire. Hunger. Yep. To be a make and, or break right, for lots of these players, won't, won't it? You know what? You're right, Frank. You know, yeah. a lot of the, you know, there'll be some here. You know, it's the great thing about this appointment. And, you know, and Rick, please carry on if you want to hear on this point. I think there'll be some, as you say there, Frank, that just won't be up for this. They're not going to be. They, they will not be up for being able to be under a manager like this. That is, you know, or, or, or they can't, or they can't. There, there, there is a difference. There's the want. I want to go and win X Factor, but I can't sing a note. Like, so, so I want to do it, but I can't. Do you know what I mean? There, yes. There's players in this squad that can't do the levels that he is going to demand. And we're going to find thing. that out probably within the first week. We're going to yep. find out who them players are. And I, and I challenge yep. the players. And then I, I love I love Tottenham players that put on a Tottenham shirt, have the badge on them. Absolutely, you'll be privileged to play for a wonderful football club. And I love you for doing so. But challenge yourselves. Get outside your comfort zone and go again. Do you want yep. to be better than what you was last year? Do you want to improve? Do you want to get better as a person, as a player, as, a, as, as an individual? Because inside your comfort zone, you learn diddly squat. People just mm. walk swanning around, walking around like on the pitch. I don't care. I ain't interested. I'll pick up my wages. Do one. We're not interested. Yeah. Go and challenge yourselves. Have some personal pride. When you put that shirt on on Thursday night, if it's in the Europa Conference League, if it's against Doncaster Rovers, wherever it might be, you put that shirt on and you give 110% and you take yourself outside of your comfort zone and you learn and you get better. And this is what Conte is going to make you do that. But you should be doing that yourselves. In my opinion, 
you know, eighth yeah. in the Premier League and some of the dross that we've seen is also on you as well as it has been on the previous managers. It shouldn't just be up to, you know, my, my manager needs to help me. It should be you having some personal driving it, get it driving done it. as well. Totally agree. I, I totally agree Lee, as well. And, um, they've, got a, they've, they've got a step up or step off, mate. Simple yeah. as. Step yeah. up or step off. And like you say about <laughs> personal pride there, it's, it's been too easy for some of our players to lose a game. Way too easy. And go Way home and play, and, and play Fortnite or, or FIFA, whatever the case may be. It's been too easy. He wants you to feel it. I, I, I'm sure, Rich, you're going to come out with a quote. But like he spoke, uh, spoke about defeat. You know when yeah, he's talking I've about got the feet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you, you right, want... Cool. I, I'll, I'll I know let, Frank I'll, is going to... Yeah, go. I'll, I'll, let I will, I'll let you drop yeah, it. Yeah, no, I will drop it. It's, I'll let Frank come in there that point. It's something yeah. to you. Yeah, of course it has. Totally agree. Frank, go for it. Sorry, what were you saying about what? I think we were saying that you were coming in just in terms of... Uh, I'm trying to where we're going now. <laughs> Completely forgot the question. Did you well, ask me a question? <laughs> I thought you were coming there on Rick's point. I, I will no, come no, to you... No, but basically, I was just saying about the, the, the attitude of some of these players um, that has been questionable over the last, well, since Pochettino left. Mm. Particularly, Deli Alley will be the interesting one because he has been called a lazy trainer from Jose in the past. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, actually, he's been questioned um, time and time again. Now, if he has any self-pride left and he, he's got any sort of ambition to get to the top again yeah. or get anywhere near he was, he's now got an opportunity because many are saying he's finished at Tottenham. I'll put my hands up. I've been one of them. I think that his time is done here. I, I think, think that, I think majority of Frank have all been now. And you're, I think he just needs a move for, yeah. to freshen things up. And in, mm. in life, sometimes things go flat and stagnant for whatever reason, whether it's yep. your fault or not your fault. I just think that he needs a move for, uh, for, for everybody involved, for himself and, and the club. But he's now got an opportunity to work with one of the elite super coaches in world football to, to try and pull himself out of this complete mire he's been in now for, for the best part of two to three years. Yeah. Um, and if the penny doesn't drop with him, if he doesn't doesn't do anything, if him and Winks end up banished again by by another manager, then they are truly done at Tottenham. Um, no, and, and there's no questions left either about oh, you know, this could have happened, should have that happened. No excuses. This is it now for for, for that sort of profile of player within the club. And if yeah. he is serious about getting his, his his career back on track, he will knuckle down for Conte. Otherwise, he's he's, he's gone, isn't he? Yep, no, I totally agree. And um, I'm just conscious of time. We're going to try and squeeze in five minutes on Vitesse. Um, you know, also what's been coming up about Conte is, you know, there's this thing in the past that, you know, he's seen as some kind of checkbook manager. Um, I think you've got to say, and we've said it tonight on air, that, you know, if it wasn't clear, from the immense form of Victor Moses in that Chelsea side using fringe players from United, that included Young and Sanchez as well. It's certainly clear in the following comments from him that he says, I adapt my idea of football to my players, not adapt my players in my idea of football. I adapt my ideas within my players. He says, the manager is like a tailor, as you said earlier, Rick, uh, a tailor who must build a dress, the best dress for the team. God, how can you not get excited by some of these comments? He says, you want to win the title, you have to split blood right to the very end of the final match of the season. I consider death, I consider death to be a state of virtual death. I want my players who are ready to fight, put themselves in the team to try and win together. If you are happy or unhappy, I don't care. That is the Tottenham Hotspur manager, Antonio Conte. You know what the funny thing is? We've not even heard him speak yet as a Spurs manager, um, but we're already getting absolutely carried away. Um, we're going to go, guys, for our final break of the show for our listeners on audio. It will be, as we understand, Antonio Conte's first game in charge at Spurs pending he gets that work permit over the line. Um, 
Frank, let's start with you. How excited are you, Frank, for a Europa Conference League match? Because I know you're going to be, um, after this game, back on here, reviewing his first game in charge. How excited are you for that, Frank? Very excited. I'm more excited for the for the league game because Vitesse is, let's, let's have it right, it's Vitesse. They're a very run-of-the-mill Dutch club. It's not an Ajax or a Glamour of European football. So I'm not actually going on Thursday, but I'm going on Sunday. I'm up in Liverpool. So I'm actually looking forward to oh. that because Everton in a, having a bit of a wobble at the moment. They're not in a we good place. It, yeah. It's a good time to play Everton. Free and I've never actually is. been to Goodison Park. It's one of the only away stadiums I've not been to in this country. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm not able to go on Thursday, but obviously I'll be doing the show. But just excited for change. I think we, again, we don't underestimate how poor it's been under Nuno. I mean, we have been, there's a song now. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Everywhere. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, I heard it the other night in the West Ham game at Aston Villa. They're all singing it and I think I know. because That's of close. the nature of these defeats, the three nils, the three nils, the three one, getting bashed around London. Um, and it's only it's not even Christmas. We've we are the, the whipping boys of, of London Premier League football or have been. And and the change was needed. The the, the shift in, in belief in, in amongst the fan base, it was horrible on Saturday evening at the stadium. It was a mix between, obviously, at the end, uh, fans fighting amongst themselves. You've seen the pictures, the videos, you've heard stories. That hasn't happened at Spurs, in, as long as I can remember. Fans fighting each other. No. You had yeah. a mix of acceptance from where I was sitting, just arms folded. You know, we saw, yeah. you know, we knew this was going to happen. Once they scored one, we knew they were going to score three. All of the cliches, the negative cliches were there because that's what we were experiencing. And I left early for the umpteenth time this season. Um, I hardly ever leave early, 10, 12 minutes before the game finished. I left. I missed the third goal. Yeah. Just depressed with the state of my football club. So just to get the fans believing again and, and give the place a lift is exactly what was needed. Um, I didn't think they'd act like this. I didn't think Levy would be that cutthroat. I'm glad he's seen it for what he was because we're at a stage where the season can be saved now. Um, so I'm glad they pushed the button when they pushed the button. So to, to have the shift from Nuno who's becoming an absolute laughing stock if we're being totally honest amongst the, the fans, to, to have that lift of having Conte. Again, the personality of, of Conte, the energy, the exuberance, what we're going to see now on the touchline, the pure passion, is the complete opposite to Nuno standing there with his arms folded. Not oh, even, in my opinion, a clue what is going on. Just looking for some <laughs> sort of emotional reaction. You're free nil down and you're standing there. Um, oh, just, the, the, oh, the complete disparity between the, the pair... Yeah. That's what I mean. Just, he, didn't have, he didn't know what to do, did he? No, he, I, I he, he just looked like, like, like a seven point, uh, seven points managerial appointment. That's what he looked like. Exactly what he looked like. Exactly what he looked like. Exactly what he was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it was exactly what it, what it was. To, so to yeah. have the shift from, from where we've been to now, where we are, it's given, given me such a lift. I'll tell you, I think I'm happy. The, the game, just quickly, the game on uh, on Thursday, uh, I don't think there was, they hadn't opened the top tier. Um, and uh, obviously, friend of the show, very good friend of the show, John from Little White Rose, he tweeted earlier about you know they've now sold I think forty two thousand tickets. Are they really well? Sold out. You, can't, you can't. So you know, there's yeah. Cranbers for actually saying actually open the top tier because I think they sell it out, um, which is which is incredible, really. If you think about it, you know, it, it, just capturing the mood that Frank you were just talking about. Friday or Saturday, or the mood. No, people ain't going to Vitesse on my own. They ain't, they ain't going now. Everyone wants a ticket. It's, it's, it's the hottest ticket in town. Yeah, Gotta love the... football 24 hours. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, so Vitesse very quickly on their uh form at the moment and Spurs in general. So, um, 
we've amassed a measly four points from our first three Europa Conference League games so far. That was under Nuno, of course. Um, two points behind Vitesse, three points behind the group leaders, Rennes, but they are the highest goal scorers in the group with seven goals so far. What are we expecting, Ricks, to kind of close this show? I know it's been a long one. I know people have got uh, families out there as well um, that we we really are testing tonight because um, of the nature of this. Um, Rick, tell us, what do you think in terms of a um, a prediction ahead of a test? <laughs> you know, I don't think he was frozen there, but because he's been in that position all night, I'm not too sure now. He's gone. Right, let's no, go. He's frozen. <laughs> oh, he's frozen. You, you know, you, I was just talking to a statue. I've been talking to Spurs, he's back live for the last five minutes there. And let's come out of you, Frank, um, on this. What do you think in terms of a prediction for you, Frank? What do you expect? Well, I'm absolutely useless at predicting Spurs recently. I called a 1 0 win against yeah, United just to try and be positive. I'm not going to say, mate, we've noticed I've cut the time now. I've been horrific, my <laughs> predictions. But I, I, I strongly believe we get a, a lift off, off this appointment. I can see us scoring a few goals. We'll probably concede, um, regardless of Antonio being there. Um, but yeah, 3 1 Spurs sounds about right. I'm confident of the win. Um, and uh, well, I didn't think we'd be saying this at this stage after three Europa Conference games, but we actually need a win. We, we um, do need a win. It, it, so he's going to have to go semi strong. He's going to have to. He's going to have to go yeah. semi strong. He's going to want to build some momentum and get off to, to a winning start as well. And um, and Everton's also a hugely important game because of where they are in the league, because of the form they're, they're not in. Um, and, and the fact that obviously we've been getting bashed up away from home quite often as well. Yeah, no, it, you know, like you said there, Frank. It's uh, it is a it is a really important game, and you know, you look at them. They they, they obviously beat us uh, a seventy eight minute strike um, from Maximilian Witek took all the points for uh, the test. Like I say, in the reverse fixture of this one, um, and you look at say the the form table. It'll be interesting to see, as we say, will we see an early already indication of the formation for Antonio Conte, uh, maybe a 3-5-2. Um, you know, there'll be likes of Joe Roden, Matt Doherty, Deli Ali. They'll also be vying for their opportunities. Uh, Rick, now I'm not talking to a statue very quickly. Um, give us your thoughts on this for test game. Uh, prediction, what have we got in store? Mate, I'll give you, I'll give you a prediction. <laughs> it's the guard time, bro. Line it up, line it up. If it... <laughs> Is that Conte on the touchline Thursday? <laughs> Listen, bro, I'm, I'm going to be there thanks to uh, William Hill and Chris Cowley. So I'm going to be there. And, and the first time I'm, I'm going to be there with my dad, which, like, basically, he said he wasn't going to he wasn't going to return to White Hart Lane or the Tottenham Stadium until Inigo were out. He, 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 he was like, until, wow. out, out, until things, stop, you know, change, I'm not coming back. And... Finally, I've got him to come down. Do you know what I mean? So for, I can't wait to be down here. Um, he's yeah. going to be buzzing, bruv. Um, we're we're going to be up for this cup game. I think Conte is going to use it as as an audition, not just like a training session. It's going to be an audition. Do you know what I mean? Like whoever whoever he puts puts in is going to be like, show me what you got. Um, so show me you can step up to the plate. If not, I'll be seeing you later. So um, I cannot wait for it. My, my, one of my best boys, uh, Darren Hartman, who, who's been on oh, the, the show Hartman. before. The Hart, yeah, the Hartman. He's, he's coming back on soon. Yeah, yeah. man. Loving the Hartman. Yeah, listen, bro. That he's passion, been, he, that passion. Bro, he's fantastic, right? And, mm, but he's brilliant. intellect as well. He's got like a coach's head. But like, he's going to be down there. He's bought tickets for his brother and his dad. Do you know what I mean? Like, so straight away, there's a, there's a, there's a new energy mm. about us, bro. 
So yeah. I can't I yeah. can't wait to be in the stadium on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see their blue eyes of Conte either, bro. Oh, I can't wait to see what I'll performances we we start coming out with. And I can't yeah. wait to light this one up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come round and lead to close it. Rick, sorry, before you... Prediction, Rick. Do you give me a prediction? What are you going for, Rick, prediction-wise? Ah, oh, predict, prediction, I'm going to go for 3-1. 3-1 Spurs. Okay, three, I like I'm it. I'm going 3-1. St- still considering goals under Conte. Nothing changes over here at all. Uh, Lee, let's close it with you. Thoughts on what's been a crazy week for it's last one on Spurs. It's going to take a minute. It's got to take a minute. Yeah, it's done. Crazy week for last one on Spurs. Three shows ah. in three nights. Um, Absolutely mental. Yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, what, what a brilliant day. Uh, I don't like seeing people lose their jobs, but you had to go. So that was brilliant uh, in a funny kind of way. Uh, Mason Mount, 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 We've got to start playing attractive football that we all want to see. And, and, and I think it'll start on Thursday. I think, if I'm brutally honest with you, I think the Tess Armand ain't got a chance. No, no chance. I don't think we're going to batter them. I think we will win. I think we'll win 2 0. And I do think we'll keep a clean sheet. And I think the place will be absolutely rocking. Oh, with 20,000 rock, yeah. people, 20,000 fans not even in the stadium, I think it'll be rocking. This will be, yeah. like, like Rick said, this will be a, a bit of an audition to show everyone. Everyone will want to play on Thursday. Everyone. Every yeah. single player will want to play. So you've gone from I ain't giving monkeys about this this competition to everyone wants to play. And that is the Conte effect. Frank, do you want to come back in there, Frank, at all? No, I was just going to say, I've never seen a fan base this unanimous over a manager. As I said, when Jose was appointed, there was scepticism from many. Uh, Nuno wasn't a great appointment. Even Pochettino, he wasn't that, you know, at the time, he wasn't an established manager. This is the first time our entire fan base is behind this managerial appointment. And that is massive in, in you know, the unity around the club. Um, and I haven't seen it like this before. So hopefully that obviously cultivates, it. you know, all these variables are put together and we, we can finish this or finish, but pick up from this season because it starts again yeah. now and, and kick on and hopefully have a strong season. Definitely oh, stronger man. than we were expecting under Nuno. Oh, uncomparable. Uncomparable, Frank. Uh, question on the screen there, just a statement. Uh, yes, Lee's got some annual leave coming up uh, for a couple of days. He's back on Sunday, this thing, Stan, unless he texts me after this and says to me, Rick, I need a, need a two-week holiday. <laughs> no, I'm back on Sunday, mate. Of course, back on Sunday. Absolutely loving it. And yeah, Michael, I do, I do have a wife. I, I don't know if I've got one after this. I'm not quite yeah. sure, but we'll find out. I'm going to go upstairs and find if I've got if I've got still got a kid. I tell you, a little one. I tell you, who knows what's going on after this week. Um, Leo's fine, mate. He's Spurs. He'd be good. I'll tell you, I hope so. Yo, I can actually say to my little boy now, this is one thing, but I, you know, he's at an age where he's very, very young and very young, 10 months old. He won't know it yet, but I'm just hoping we're at a point now where I can actually take him to that stadium in a couple of years' time and there is some competitions that we're going to be involved in finals. And do you know what? Um, just to close this, um, for all the love, for all the support for this show tonight, for, you know, staying by a team that, you know, ultimately in the past have let us down, I want to say, um, and I mean this, enjoy this. Enjoy this. There, there, there shouldn't be a case where you've got to hold back now and think to yourself, oh, you know, don't worry. Just just go with the flow. You know, we've been bantered. We've been, you know, there's, there's so much salt in this chat tonight from West Ham, Arsenal, Chelsea. You know, Frank was on there earlier saying it. We're, they're singing battered wherever we go. Tell you, Antonio Conte's coming in. 
we're shaping up. And I tell you, we've got some unbelievable shows to come your way. Um, like I said, Christmas has come early there. Robert Baker, Nicky Wallace showing the love for last one on Spurs. Honestly, um, Mike's come back to you early. You've done three evenings and seven hours, McQueen. He's having a break. Don't worry. He's having a break. <laughs> I must say uh, a wonderful thank you. Ricky J. Norwood. Rick's always on throughout the season. We'll have Rick back with us very soon. Rick, thank you as always. been lovely having you on the show. Listen, always a pleasure, always an honour. What a special night to be on. We've got to big up yourself, Gaffer, Ricky, Bless and you. Lee for doing all the hard work the last couple of days. Bro, it's been, you know, it has been therapy. You and Chris Cowlin and Lee McQueen and, and Frankie, everyone that I see, and Paul as well. Listen, it's, it has been therapy these last, these last oh, couple of man. weeks, these last couple of months. But right now, the good times are coming. And I'm so happy that we was on this show and the good oh. times are coming, bro. We're back. We're back. We're back. Open the damn doors. Pop the champagne. Walk on road with your shirt on, with a big smile on your face. Don't worry about what anybody else has got to say because if it doesn't come tomorrow, it's coming the next day. Don't you worry. I love it. I love it. I do. I do. I do. Uh, Frankie Major. Frank, no major, no party. We've had a party here tonight. Frank is back with us on Thursday reviewing Antonio Conte's first game in charge at Spurs. I never would believe those words were leaving my mouth. Frank, can you believe I'm actually saying that to you? You're reviewing Antonio Conte's first game in charge of Tottenham. What is going on with this football club? Brilliant. And and obviously, I had a three-year or three-and-a-half-year hiatus from this show. I didn't do the show. Since I came back, I felt like I was the Tottenham curse because we haven't had anything since I've been a regular uh, to, to, to talk about, anything positive. So it's nice to do one of these shows tonight, celebrating a, a, a yeah, massive yeah. appointment. And yeah. I'm, I'm even more excited to be back on Thursday, Rick, after Antonio Conte's first game in charge of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Doesn't, doesn't feel real being even saying that. And uh, to close the show, um, you see, he might charge me for these hours uh, to Mike there, who did ask me that. I'm not sure. I'm going to get an invoice through the post, which I probably can't even afford, depending on how much I, this guy has been, like I say, by my side the last three, four years. You know, he told me when we sold Carl Walker, it's going to be painful. I didn't believe him at the time, but uh, I didn't believe it was going to be this painful. But Lee McQueen... Um, you know, we've had rebuild, we've had here we go again, we've had Nuno, we've had Mourinho, now we've got Conte. Can we finally say the good times are coming, Lee, to close it? I, I think so. And I think I echo what you said before. You know, there's so there's so many people that err on the side of caution because they don't want to look foolish or they, you know, I, I, they, they sometimes they get a kick out of, oh, well, I told you so. I knew we was going to lose and I was right. Well, so what? Let's let's go out and win. Let's you know the fans have a responsibility in the club as well to look at a positive, to believe, to go after and see whether or not we can do something together. I always remember that Fulham run under Roy Hodgson all the way through to the final of the Europa League, whatever it was called back then, um, and it was all about belief, belief for that for that small club at, at the time. There was a smaller club and whatever, and we just don't have the belief. And you know we thought it was going to come back with Jose Mourinho, the winning mentality. Some players picked that up, some players didn't. It definitely is coming with Antonio Conte because he won't have it. If you've not got winning mentality, if you don't want to step outside your comfort zone, he's not yeah. having it. So I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been absolutely amazing. I mean, the work that you do, Rick, is just a joke. It is just unbelievable. You work so hard. You deserve everything that this channel and, and all of the plaudits because you work so hard. I mean, Sky Sports News, we've got, you know, BBC, we've got Talk Sport. I mean, we're going everywhere and it is just. It's a joy and I cannot wait for this crazy train or this crazy Vespa, as we might turn it into the Vespa now, the crazy <laughs> Vespa to go again for the next 18 months. Yeah, I will play my wife that last bit, Lee, on that parade, just so she understands where this is going. I, I, I tried to explain to her today. Just we know where we're going, Rick. 
That's we know where we're that's going. The point. We know we where know we're where, going. We where We've got going. the plan. We know yeah, where got, we're off to. We've got the direction. We've, we've got do. the magnitude. But trying to explain to Antonio Conte, that's another that's another show. But uh, listen, to Lee, to Rick, to Frank, thank you so much as always. To our watching audience, I think over 1,500 of you at one point, 1,000 still on right now. Guys, enjoy it. Breathe. Live it. Antonio Conte is the Tottenham Hotspur head coach. <laughs> We will see you on Thursday night to review his first game in charge. As always, most importantly, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.